All right, man, the record button has been hit. <laughs> uh, I always feel like that's my way of being like, all right, it's go time. Yeah. Right? Uh, awesome. Uh, well, I don't know if I've even told you. So my podcast is called Off Track with Troy. And I originally wanted to start a podcast to like, I, you know, I, I don't really know if I knew really what I wanted to do. It, it molded very quickly into I love people's life stories. Um, I had a challenging childhood as being adopted. You're adopted, if I remember right, yes, right? Sir. We'll talk about that probably as well. Um, you know, and, and so like I, I enjoy, always enjoy telling my story and it has lots of ups and downs. I was suicidal and I've dealt with depression and like, you know, I, I, I lots of hate. Um, we'll definitely talk about that today. Uh, and so I enjoyed telling my story. And then like, as I've told people my story and then they've reciprocated and told me their story, I'm like, oh, you should share that. You know, and like, cause I, if you reach one person that, you know, just doesn't, you know, maybe you, you give them that one uh, nugget from your life, maybe that catapults them to, you know, something better. Mm-hmm. Right. So off track with Troy, because I, um, I, I typically go off track. Okay. I'm, so that'll I'm, happen today. I will take you in all kinds of different directions <laughs> and I, and you'll even be like, Oh, we got to get back on track. And so, um, you know, hopefully a little humor there and, uh, and have a good time with it. So. Um, so listeners, I'm here with Zach and I am going to let Zach kind of introduce himself and talk a little bit about your background and whatnot. And then we're just going to kind of roll from there. All right. My name is, uh, Zachariah Moses Newsom. Um, I'm going to be 25 years old in October. Um, originally from Ohio, Toledo. Um, I have 54 siblings. I have 22 biological siblings, and then I was adopted, me and two of my brothers, into a family of 32. So 25 of us actually lived in the household together. Um, came out to Iowa when I was about 17, and I came out here for college uh, with the goal to be a, a youth pastor. Um, ended up going to Iowa Central, and then um, had had twins, and so I had the the youth pastoral position wasn't uh, available anymore, and so I got a job and just started working, and I I just stayed out here, and so Iowa is now my home. Your home, yeah. I you know right away I have to like, you have a lot of brothers and sisters. I have a lot. We I have like, a community. Yeah. <laughs> so at one time you said you had twenty five of you in the house in the at same, same house. time. Yeah. How big a house? There. So. Originally, the first house we had uh, was uh, like a three-bedroom, practically. Wow. And, uh, so you've seen like Extreme Makeover, Home yeah. Edition. So our community pretty much did that for us. So they there was a church that was being built out in the country, and uh, it was about 30 minutes from Toledo and Bowling Green. And uh, something happened with the pastor, They like, and so all the plans just got scratched, and they already mm. had the framework up. So the community came together and they heard about our story through the papers and like this family adopting all these kids who are about to be separated, keep trying to keep them together. And so the community was like, if you, uh, instead, like they already had the framework up. They said, if you make this into a house for the Newsom family, we'll finish it. Like we'll, we'll, we'll finish building it. And so then the community ended up t- coming together, donating a whole bunch of money and they built us a house, 22,000 square feet, seven bedrooms, seven bathrooms. There's a two bedroom apartment attached to it. Our family car is a bus. Yeah. They built us a garage that fits two buses. So we have a red, white, and blue bus. And then we have a school bus that we got to paint because, like, it's in Ohio, you're not allowed to have a bus 
uh, this cool. yellow if it's not okay. school. So they had my parents had the wacky idea of letting us kids paint it. So it's ugly, but it All runs. Right, yeah. And so yeah, there was twenty five of us uh, living together. And in like the household. what like what age span between the twenty five of you? So right now the oldest is forty two, and the youngest is thirteen. All right. Yeah. And and, and do you know like. The, the people that adopted you, your parents, yeah. um, did they have, did, what's their story? Like what, what led them to think I need, we need 30 kids around here. So, um, my mom, uh, she, her mom was a school teacher and, uh, my mom all th- growing up was a CNA. Uh, then she became a doctor and, uh, my dad used to have a gym, like a Taekwondo gym. Okay. And then he started doing chiropractic work. And um, so they had their first baby, and that's Dan. He lives in uh, Idaho right now, and he's married and has about five kids. Uh, well, when they had their second baby, she was uh, mid-20s, and they lost, uh, they lost a child. And she was told that she couldn't have any more kids. And so from then, like, she, but she had, like, she didn't want that to be, like, the end. Mm-hmm. And so um, she started, like, you, you hear the news and, like, all this uh, fought the, about the orphanages, uh, oh, orphanages yeah. in the area. And uh, it touched their heart. And so they, they made the, the decision and the commitment to go around and uh, just started, like, not really, they didn't want to do foster, uh, foster care because you build that attachment and then, you have yeah. maybe if you have the kid for Scary. three years yeah. and then you just have to just say bye yeah and you never know yeah so they're like they made the decision when they got into it they said if we're going to do it we're going all the way and so uh they started adopting families that were going to be split up and hmm. so they started uh, they adopted a family of four family of two and it just like the love that they, they just started enjoying it started like and the kids started uh, growing like they actually were getting the help that they needed the attention that they needed edu- putting in educate positions to succeed and so me and my two brothers were about a week and a half away from being separated okay. when uh they found us and adopted us how yeah. old are your brothers so uh, right now my uh, my brother dre is 26 okay. and then uh my brother uh devon who was adopted uh was tw- is 29 and right. so and then um we're all like two years two and a half yeah. years apart from each other how, how old were you when you got adopted uh so the process started uh, when I was two. Okay. Uh, and so then the paperwork got finished around like three, four-ish. But yeah. I've known them since I was two. Uh, okay. But I was in the system. They took me straight from the hospital. Okay. My, uh, and then my, my biological mom still got to see us in visitations. But it, DHS always had a hand in everything. All right. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's been from birth practically. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Like, uh, you know, my mom and dad... Um, Somewhat similar, but only adopted one kid, uh, me. They had a biological son and then um, who's four years older than me. And then uh, they lost a couple kids miscarriage-wise, then had a Down syndrome daughter that lived seven months and then died in a post-op of surgery. And so after that, um, you know, I think my mom and dad were, you know, they're in their 40s. And I think it was, they were like, well, we're, we're not going to have children of our own anymore. Yeah. And, uh, and so... Uh, my biological mom was only 15, um, just had turned 16 when I was born. And so, right, yeah, right out of the hospital. Um, and so it's, uh, you know, it's always an interesting thing that, you know, I always say like, uh, out of their loss, I got a gain, right? Like they had to lose a baby for me to gain a family. And so I have to be uh, almost appreciative that this, this, I mean, I'm a believer in heaven, so I guess I appreciate that God brought back a child of his to give, you know, uh, me a home. 
you know, and, and similar for you too, man. And, uh, that's your, your story right there enough is, uh, is pretty awesome. Yeah. Like I feel it helped, it has helped me in so many ways. Cause a lot of people think, oh, well, you were adopted by doctors. So like you, like you got everything easy. Like yeah. your life must've been like this, like this, Ugh. but it's literally the total opposite. Yeah. Like how about like how was discipline? I mean, you got twenty some kids in a house once. How how do they like keep you guys from so like, killing So I'm gonna each get other? in trouble for this probably. <laughs> um, so it was we had the like I hate the musketeers because we had the all for one, one for all rule. So all right. if one person got in trouble, we all got punished, so we know oh. what not to do. Yeah. So that was being like the youngest and my oldest brother uh, get in trouble and then i'm sitting playing with my toys having to get called downstairs yeah. to get a spanking or to get this um but punishments were different so like when they built this house all my dad's equipment from the gym got transferred to the house so we all have right. our, our own gym and kickback kick uh, kickboxing yeah, bags that's there. awesome so one of the punishments so if me and you were siblings and we were in trouble and you were mad at me my mom would like paint paint your picture print your picture picture off the computer tape it on the bag when you have to spend an hour just punching kicking it and, oh. until all your anger all your resentment is out and then I, you have to go up to me and then apologize like all hey right. i'm no longer mad i'm sorry and then tell each other we love each other and then go yeah. about our day that was one of the things we did. We did. Uh, we all had to put on gear. So if we were in trouble, we put on gear and we fight it out. But right. once, once, once the whatever. If they say it's fifteen minutes in the ring, once the fifteen minutes are done, it's done. It's done. I don't want to hear no. Well, this. Oh, but yeah. but this. Like it's done. You had your fifteen minutes. Yeah, you had your yep. fifteen minutes. I've even had times where, like, if I was mad at, like, they would even do not only siblings. If you were mad at, if I was mad at my dad, we could gear up and I could fight my dad. Oh, <laughs> like crazy. It, yeah. My dad has hands, bro. Yeah. Like he had that dad, the dad vibe, oh, the belly, yeah. but like he, he knew he, he was had doing. hands. Yeah. 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 And um. So like we had that. There's uh, uh, what are those those balls? The metal balls that go back and forth. Uh, uh, that. Oh yeah, I know what, what are those called. Yeah, I don't. I can't even think what it's called. Okay, I so totally know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, uh, like pin. Um, I'm like halfway through this interview. I'm gonna remember it. Yeah, I'm just gonna just say bing, it out loud. Yep. But anyway, so they would uh, they would start that, and it'll go back and forth. And we have a set of like 11 stairs. It's a landing, and then like 10 more stairs. And we'd have to run up and down the stairs until it stopped. Okay. And if we played around or joked around, they yeah. would restart it. Uh, so I've had to do stairs, it. run up and down stairs. Yeah. For two hours at the most of one time. Well, that's pretty awesome. We'd uh, uh, build one time. Us boys got in trouble, and uh, we have a um, uh, a pond that's seven, uh, and so we had to put stone around the pond. Oh. They had a wheelbarrow come in. Uh, they have trucks come in, dump three tons of stone out, and with a shovel and a wheelbarrow, us boys oh, had to dig it worst. and go around the around. The, like it was all physical, but it made yeah. you like I, like it made you work and like well, you appreciate. Yeah, yeah. And, so like I've had to do like I've I've dug basements. <laughs> I've done all this stuff, all thanks to my brothers mm. and. Mine. How many kids do they currently have living with them? There's 13 at the house right now. Okay. Uh, yeah, and so my mom jokes around saying that she needs to get dogs because she feels like the yeah. house is empty. I'm like, there's 13 still there. The All house right. is not empty. Yeah, that is so cool. Like, uh, has has everybody that they've adopted um, and, and their children of their own is as as everybody on a successful path? See, no. Like that's and it's. Uh, but and like there's there's a lot of bitterness with a lot of my siblings. Mm -hmm. I still keep in touch with everybody, but not that's 
it's just but i'm making a point too a lot of my siblings don't talk to each other or All don't right. talk to my parents because they feel like well because of you this has happened to me because if right. this would um, blame game yeah it's a lot of pointing fingers mm-hmm. and we're seeing yeah. a lot of that today yes. so yes. um um to be honest out of out of my adoption siblings so out of just the 32 adopted siblings that i have there's maybe about 10 that are actually going to work, taking care of their families. and uh, But that's not okay. I have four siblings who are autistic. So, like, they're still at home, like, in wheelchairs. So, like, uh, the 13 at home will probably stay. All um, right. Will forever live with my parents. I think that's awesome Uh, that the, you know, adopted kids, uh, I I hate to, I I don't know the other term to use other than uh, challenge. Yeah. You know, I think... um, you know, I I always said I would adopt a, a Down syndrome kid if yeah. I could, uh, but a, that's a battle too. And, and and obviously, I would bring in Lisa into you know my own personal feelings. But I feel so grateful for what happened with my parents that like if I could help out a Down syndrome kid, I would. But there is so much to learn. I've learned so much from mm-hmm. my siblings that are uh, autistic and um, like so much. This the spirit that they just carry mm-hmm. around with them is. I wish more people yeah. had it. And it's like, I feel, man, I feel that way too. Like some days I think, uh, again, I don't know how to put this, you know, politely maybe or whatever, but you look at somebody with like down syndrome or autistic or autism. Uh, sometimes they seem happier than us. Right. Yeah. And we're the quote unquote normal. Yeah. And, and, and some days you look at them and think, why aren't we all like them? For real. You know, like all they know mostly is love. They're, you know, some of them are very cheerful and, and whatnot. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I could I could see where you can learn. I feel like I learned a lot knowing that story from my mom and dad, and then being at like school and seeing like the room that yeah. um, you know those kids went to, and like being able to be kind of involved. Like you know, I, I think you learn a lot from people that you know are quote unquote uh, you know have a, a challenge. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah I have. Uh, so I'll just there's out of there's Tony. Uh, so what happened when he was born he fell out of a window like his parents wow. would they they pretty much locked him in his room uh. all the time and just pretty much neglect well he was, was here kids outside playing and he opened up his window and was watching them and he fell all the way down to the to the concrete uh. Uh, busted his head open and uh, all his his whole left side of his brain pretty much was taken out all right and so but uh like and his can't use like his can't use his left side um but when i tell you he's the people skills yeah he'll talk to anybody yeah doesn't 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 care what you look like what you do uh always with a smile on he can't walk but he'll he'll scoot around the house any like any anybody who walks in the door he's the first to say hi he'll go through his abcs he knows them in like three different languages like he's yeah he's smart and like his people skills like that's who like i have each there's something with each of them that i like i there's a uh, a talent or a, a personality trait that they have that I just like, I'm purposely, I want this. Like, yeah, I want to be like you in so this neat. area. Yeah. I want to be like you. And, and so it, it helped me a lot. It was cause we talked the last time at the, at the stop the violence. I had a lot of anger growing up mm-hmm. and uh, part of that, that release, how I released that was just grabbing onto the traits of the people that were surrounding my siblings neat, that were surrounding me. You. And most of them were my handicaps, my right. special needs siblings. So do you, uh, do you have any contact with your biological side? Yes. And, right. uh, I have contact. Uh, sometimes I wish I didn't cause right. it's so it's, it's I know a lot that feeling. It's a lot to take on. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it was like 
when I forgave them for the questions that I had and just like the things I didn't understand, that's when I had contact with them. And then, this is gonna sound weird, having contact with them, it sort of gave me reasons to be mad. And mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, God's just like, hey, you've already forgave him. Like, that's why, like, yeah. you made, like, I wanted you to reach the step before you had contact with him. But so now hold on to that forgiveness. And so, like, it's a roller coaster ride. It but is. I, I love them at the end of the day. They still are yeah, a family. I don't talk to my biological side currently, man. I, uh, I think our story is somewhat similar there, yeah. too. Like, I've come to a point of forgiveness, but then afterwards, I feel like things are taken advantage of. Yep, and, and, same with they, my... Yeah, they just don't treat... You know, I, here's my thing, man. I, I Growing up adopted, my parents loved me as their child. So I love everybody, right? I don't have a degree of love for people. So my mom and dad didn't love me any different than their biological son. They love me the same, right? And your, biolog- your biological or your adopted parents, I assume, are the same yeah. way. Yeah, and it made more because they chose me. Yeah, like, that's my, same like, thing, like, yeah. That, when I got that concept, like, you, they chose yeah. me. Yeah, you know what, it's like, so Like, they neat. didn't have like, to. And then my biological side, man, like, they just, they always make me feel like a lesser. Yeah. You know, and so I got to a point where I'm like, I'm, I can't do this anymore, yeah. you know? And, and I've had, I, I want to think that I've had talks with God, like, trying to find that peace, and, and I haven't found it yet. You know, like, I want to love them, and I think that I do. I think in my in my heart that I... I hold them in a, in a place where I don't wish any, you know, ill, ill, will. On, ill yeah. will on them. Like, but I, I just can't face them anymore. It's full of anger. The, where I, uh, the point I've reached is I love you, but the best thing I could do is love you from afar. Like yeah. That's so I don't mind answering the I've phone typed call. those exact words before. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't mind sending like I'll, every day I'll, I'll purposely send you a text right. say hey i love you thinking about you hope everything's going good the response is not always the response back that i want yeah. but i send it not expecting yeah. a response back You're and whatever you say back to me i'm not going to let that affect me sending you the next text then tomorrow cool. morning uh but at the it came to the point where i have kids i have twins i have yeah. a boy and a girl i said and they're how is old? this they're going to be four in september okay. and i'm like this is not i can't i can't if I can't say, hey, we're going to go see your grandma and, and I could leave or do whatever I have to do. And if I can't trust how the things that you'll say around them or the things that you'll do, yep. then I have no point bringing them around you. Yeah. I have no point because I'm, I'm, I'm doing a disservice to you and I'm doing a disservice to sure. them too. So it got to that point. Like I can't come over every Christmas or every holiday, yep. yeah. but I will say I love you. I will, I will send you the text. Cool, I, will. Man. I think you're in a good place with that. Yeah. yeah. That's neat. I have a... 18 almost 19 year old son this kid uh, on the wall there um curly hair and whatnot um good style good style yeah he's he's got the hair (laughs) didn't didn't get it from me obviously (laughs) uh you know and i you know he like my by by biological mom and like and then she's remarried or not she never remarried my dad she's married um so it'd be my stepdad but you know things just get said like um when my brother had kids uh, which is my half brother, their biological son. You know, they're like, "Oh, we finally have grandkids," and I was like, um, "My kid's been here for you know at that time like 16 years. Like, mm-hmm. you've had a grandchild for 16 years." And I get kind of what they mean, but like when you hear it over and over, it just makes me feel. It makes Michael feel. I think it makes Lisa feel. Like you just feel like you're not part of the you're not part of the gang. Yeah, you know, my so, th- like the big thing I didn't I felt for the longest time is like they found me and. uh they reached out to me 
and it was like I had to prove myself yeah. to be back. Like yep. I had to, I had to prove I was black. Oh. I had to prove that, um, like I had to win the, like I had to win their affection back. That like, <laughs> proved to me that you're actually my son. You know what I mean? All right. And I, I was, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Like I, I like it. Your adopted uh, parents are they white or white. black? White. My They're adopted okay. parents are white. All right. And uh, and they adopted half. They half of my adopted siblings are white, and the other half are black. Yeah. And uh. I was, this is like looking back with everything happening, uh, I always, I was the type that always asked why, question a lot of things. And like recently, these last, there's been a certain piece because God's, I'm a religious man. God's pretty much said, like, this is why you were in this the situation you were yeah. placed in. And so uh, 2020 is a bad year for a lot of people, but mm-hmm. it's literally been an exciting year for me. And because yeah. of the things that, um, there's a lot of, there's, there's hope like through this this dark time that we're going through there's a lot of there's there's a lot of good things that can happen from it yeah um but yeah that was my thing with my uh biological family like and then i felt like for the for the beginning of them reaching out to me because my dad passed away like probably like i think they said it was like 30 days before she actually contacted us and like was like because the message i got i it would took me for a loop i got a message on facebook that said your real name is Daytuan Jones. This is your social security. This is your thing. I am your biological mom. Huh. And I'm like, and for the longest part, uh, for a while, we were told our parents were dead. Okay. And, uh, and it was like that because during the process, my, my mom's a crip, my dad's a blood. They would harass foster parents. They would like, they oh, would wow. do different things that were detrimental just so like, they yeah. can scare that scare people away, so like it was for our protection. So think growing up with that mindset, uh, and then to get that text, it was like a step back. And so f- the I'm not, I won't even lie. Like initially, I wanted to prove myself. Like wow, I actually hmm. got a mom. I want I want you to I want that affection. I want right. all this. I want you to love me. And um, but the lifestyle it's it was a lifestyle that didn't hmm. didn't excite me. It was yeah. like she's she's still and I love, but she's still got like she owns a runs a youth program in Ohio, but she runs that during the day and then she's working in my uncle's club at night. So it's a All con. Right. She got one foot in the streets, one foot yeah. in church. It's All like right. it's hard. Like it's like like you're unstable. Sure. And, uh, so, um, so I was like for the I was trying to prove myself and then um, I was it was a conversation I had with uh, my dad's side, my biological dad's side. And they'll, she pulled me aside, my my aunt, and she said, "Your dad, before he passed away, he was big in the streets. Half of your siblings are in jail and still doing this uh, this lifestyle. And but he said he wanted a, he wanted some sons that would either play football or be a preacher. Hmm. And out of the three of us that were adopted out, my brother was safety at Kentucky playing okay. football, awesome. and I came out to Iowa and was going to school to be a preacher. Yeah. And so she's like, don't feel like you have to prove yourself." to us she's ah. like if anything we need to prove ourselves to you yeah. and so that no hearing that gave me peace i'm like listen I, I took a step back i stopped trying to go out my way to do this or maybe ha- hear you say i love you after i do this. like yeah and it was just like i'm gonna be me like and i'm gonna take care of my family that i got at home yeah. and i'm it's not close the doors but i'm gonna leave you like i'm not gonna I'm not going to prove myself. All like right. I know who I am. I know what I want to do. I know uh, what 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 the t- the type of man I need to be for my kids and for uh, my friends. And so I'm going to focus on those things. Yeah. And if you truly want a relationship, you'll you'll respect that. Yep, I think that's awesome, man. 
Well, I love that you uh, a minute ago kind of segued us. You know, I, the the reason I wanted to get you here um, is to talk about you know everything that's going on, and uh, and you know I've got to listen to you twice. Uh, once here in Fort Dodge, we did the deal at the stadium, yep. and then just the other night we had a uh, uh, in the violence kind of get together and and uh, got to hear you speak again, man, and and. I'm not telling you this because you're three feet in front of me. I'm a pretty honest <laughs> oh, wait, man. Wait, wait, we're still in the COVID. You got to say right? six yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah, we're six, we're six feet. feet. Yeah, wink, uh, wink. And, and I got a mask uh, on. Yeah, yeah. You know, I did one yesterday, Sarah Sarah Hill. Yeah. And uh, she wore a mask. And uh, and I think that's awesome. I think people that, you know, it makes people comfortable. I'll wear one when I have to, like if I go to the store yeah. or something, it makes people more comfortable. You know, so I it's funny that in these last couple talks, I have to remember, like, we're in COVID and I hope... 25 years from now or something somebody listens to this or i listen to this yeah. and you listen to it and we'll be like oh yeah i remember i remember remember we were in that pandemic and uh yeah so everybody's wearing masks but um we we are we're in some crazy times man and and listening to you at both times like uh you draw out an emotion at least for me man it's 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 tearful it's sad it's happy it's um you know i, I think there's a group of people that want to help and, and and you incite um I think just something beautiful out of people. I think you pull, you know, the best of people as you're speaking and the people that. around me, you know, the, you know, Lisa, uh, Keenan, those guys, as I'm standing around them at the thing, like there's whispers of like, Hey man, what he's talking about is so awesome. Like you hear people and you don't always hear that. Sometimes people, public speakers, you know, they, they're not great, <laughs> uh, but you are. You, you should find a way to do this full time. I appreciate that. Yeah. It, you do a great job. So, um, I have a ton of questions and I, and I could either start that way, but part of me somewhat wants to put you on the spot. Like, uh, as far as what you spoke the other night, do you think you can kind of pull some of those words out again and just talk about what you talked about the other night here, here in Fort Dodge? Yeah. So, um, for the stop the violence, my main thing and, uh, what I firmly believe is we say it. Like, it's just become a word. Like, we stop the violence, and everybody knows that, but we don't really talk about how to do it. Or even when we talk about how to do it, we don't really follow through with it. And uh, and when we do stuff like that, when that tends to happen, we uh, I think it ins- promotes more violence because, one, uh, we we p- gave it a platform. Like, we had every, we told everybody, this is a stop the violence thing that we're doing. And we re- and it was just all words. And so it sort of feels like we exploited, like we exploited them. Mm-hmm. And then their turn, so then when we actually go and do the work, they're like, you guys aren't consistent. You you had a platform ta- where it put us all on the spot who are doing the the violence. And you just made it like a, like a feel good thing that, and you told about all of our wrongs, but you didn't give us a, a way to get out of it or a way to actually seek help or a way for it to stop happening. So, um, my thing was, uh, one of the re- things that I think we all need to do and it's some, it's easy is purposely be peaceful. And that was one of the main points I wanted to get across the other night. And that's just in your workplace, in your home, uh, how you raising your kids, how you're talking in your, in your own personal thought life. All right. Because what you do in public means nothing if what you do behind closed doors doesn't give your public performance or uh, actions a good foundation. So that's the first step. I say purposely being peaceful in your everyday life, um, how you how you interact with your coworkers, the, the one-on-one talks you have with your kids, the values you place in them, even what you watch on TV. Uh, like we saw, like the vi- I'm not a gamer. Everybody yeah. will know I don't play video games. Yeah, I'll, I'll occasionally play sports, yeah. but I'm like, if I'm 
show letting these images in my mind all the time and these gory gory scenes and everything like that there comes the i i do that so much i become a i I get used to it Mm -hmm. and then so then when i actually see maybe somebody get shot it doesn't really oh i i I see that every day you know what i mean like so it's like purpose so purposely being peaceful in your private life when your private life is strong then your public life is more influential Mm -hmm. all right so that's the first step and how we could do it because individuals are going to have to be the ones to go out and invest in the community so get your personal life in check you're not if you don't wait and the thing is don't wait for if you wait till you're you have everything in order you're never going to make a difference nobody's ever going to be perfect so my point is at least make an effort try all right so try to purposely be peaceful then after that find out what's going on in your community find out how your community uh is running like okay so the good things find out the good things find out the bad okay and then for the bad things find out the people who are already making an investment uh in uh like after school programs or churches or uh, shelters okay you may not want to be on the front lines but let them know that you're with them in any way you can i'm gonna help you because otherwise if we just let them go and just walk, they're gonna get drained out we've there's been so many stop the people who want to actually stop the violence and they they get all excited and then four months in they're drained Mm -hmm. they had no support they had no help and then there's just people watching oh i like what they're doing well then let them know that help them encourage them it may be words it may be financial it may be donating like whatever it is find out who's actually on the front lines and stand with them yeah all right and then um even for people who may not agree, like maybe it's an after-school program you don't technically agree with, but they're actually making a difference. You don't technically agree with them? All right, create your own platform. Create a platform that you actually agree with and that you think would be effective to reach the problem and run with it. Yeah. Like, Or instead of like hiding behind... Uh, you know, I think social media, things like that. Yeah, like stop. Go have a chat with that yeah. guy and tell him what's wrong and see if you can figure it out. Yeah, my dad would always say this. Big family, I'd get, my brothers would get mad about something and something that just happened to them and they'll go and tell all of us. Yeah. And now all of us are all worked up. All right, and he my, he wouldn't go and tell my mom or my dad. He'd just be like, I'm mad about this rule or this, this. And all, now all of, now a whole household of 25 kids are mad. All right. And my dad, when when it got to my parents, they, they sit down and they said this. Listen, you, you're mad, but you didn't want nothing to change. You told everybody who can't do everybody you told can't do nothing about the situation you're mad at. Yeah. But now they're all worked about it, too. If you really wanted a pro, if you really wanted a solution, you would have came to me and mom and you would have told us, hey, this is what I don't like. Yeah. What can we do about this? You told everybody because you just want somebody to listen to you complain. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're running into. We hate the violence, but we we don't want them. We don't want to actually do any. We don't want to right. go where the violence is taking yeah. place. Yeah. Maybe our well, our kids don't live over in that area. It's not my concern. Or I, I it's not on my route to work. I I don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Oh well, it. You know what I mean? Like we we justify ways to not get involved. Yeah. And in and, our community, like just to preference some of this, like we did just have a, a couple gentlemen that lost their life, right, yes. to, from from gun violence, um, and whatever that story is, I don't put words in people's mouths, yeah. and I don't certainly know what happened, and it's between God and whoever else that hasn't come forward or whatever, um, but th- that's what led to this thing the other night, yep. um, and so you know I think of it like. Uh, 
what, what, what irritates me, man, what I love what you're saying and what irritates me about what other people say is when they're like, uh, well, it's just two guys. It's not Chicago where 40 guys died. This is... It's still two dudes. So when, when that shooting took place, right, and I heard about it the next day, uh, I had a, a, a brother who was... My, my little brother was calling me, and uh, I didn't... I was ignoring his call because I was getting texts about what was going on. And uh, when I finally called him back, he's like, man, I've been trying to, I haven't talked to you in a while. Like, why didn't it chance? And I said, that, I said, well, there was a, uh, there was a shooting down out over where I'm stay. And uh, I knew the people. And, uh, and so he's like, his words exactly. Man, that happens every day. Mm-hmm. We've come accustomed. Yeah. Like, and I had to stop him. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. and I said, no, people die, yes, every day, mm-hmm. naturally. Mm-hmm. People shouldn't be getting murdered no. every day. Not at all. Not that's 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 not that's not, not where by we the should. Hands of another human. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so like that was, and I'm just like, we have, we have to flip. And he's he's about seven. He's 17 years old. So I'm like, and I know a lot of you think that way. Like we've just come. Mm-hmm. Oh well, that's that's just normal every day. Yeah. Okay. No, that's not normal right. every day. So now, how can I? What can I do to help change that narrative and uh, help make like. We've got dis- we've we've become disconnected, like mm-hmm. as a community, as like like, and so like my thing is, like I'm a, like, I always say why me, like I asked why me, and like God literally pretty much told me, well you're the one staying up at night thinking about this, you're the one that is asking like why you, you're the one that's saying, uh, something needs to be done with it about this, okay so do it I'm, yeah. like so that's my thing i'm like and i think one big thing i'm saying about the shoot silence we we all need to start speaking up mm-hmm. we all know right from wrong yeah nobody's you like you can't lie to me and say you well and ju- no we all know right from wrong yes and the first thing we need to do is no longer be silent and let thing like that we're enabling so our silence is enabling yeah and so i think that needs to stop as a community as a whole like a brotherhood and community doesn't mean i stay quiet when you do something wrong because we live together you're my neighbor you're my friend you're my brother no it's i love you because we're brothers we're a family we're neighbors but i love you enough to not leave you where you're at if you're doing something wrong mm-hmm. all right so when i t- when i correct you like i'm i'm doing it because i love you i, I want to help you like so we got to change this whole the the i don't know how this the silence to yeah well i think like when people are silent the the people that the people that did this crime uh took these gentlemen's lives like then they're still out there right like you, yeah. you talk about people like you get people that oh stop the violence or I wish this didn't happen or I get on Facebook and I see all the outpours of love for these two gentlemen or and the and the the hate for what happened, but then again it's all words and then nobody's everybody's afraid to do the action of having to turn in maybe a friend or yeah. a relative or whatever the case may be. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's to me it like you, you lose on those words like you can't tell me uh, I love this guy, I hate that he was shot. Um, I know what happened and now I'm not going to tell. So do I really love this guy? Yeah. Do I really care what happened to him? You know, like, and I get the fear behind like maybe silence. You know, like you don't want to be part of the situation. You don't retaliation. Um, I could understand the fear that comes along with that, but I'm a good, I'm a believer in God as you are. 
and uh, I certainly think that uh, he would hold your hand doing the yeah. right thing, you know, and and I think you get the protection you need, and um, I think there's nothing wrong. I think we've grown up lately in a society of TV and video games and all that stuff, movies that, you know, paints the rat, um, yeah. you know, as this horrible person that ratted on their friend, and I think it's it sinks in, especially to young people, and I'm not going to lie to you, man. If if, uh, if my best friend was sitting here and he shot a guy, well, it sucks to be you, man. I'm going to rat on you right away. Like, I'm not, because I, I wouldn't be able to live with it. I'm not going to live with that guilt of knowing what happened and letting you be free to maybe do it again and take yeah. somebody else's life. And especially when you take somebody's innocent life, you yeah. know, like bystanders, you know, and so uh, crazy deal. And I, and I know I'm speaking just of what's happening right here. And this is happening everywhere, whether it's LA, Chicago, or Otho, Iowa, or whatever yeah. you want to say, it's happening everywhere. And so, uh, yeah, I certainly, and, and it's cool that you talk about silence because obviously that's been a big thing too. Like in a different format, you look at the thing with happened with George Floyd. Um, you hear from a lot of, I've heard from a lot of my friends that happen to be black or African American people of color, um, that are like your your silence is racism or your silence is um you know your silence is louder than words kind of thing and so you know I I sat around for like ten or twelve days after that happened and tried to figure out what words I could actually say yeah I don't totally agree that like I agree with that to a point but I rather you like if you don't know how you feel about a situation or where you exactly stand I feel silence is good because like you like you could you, say the wrong thing yeah because you could say the wrong you could mm -hmm. say you may you may have an night like i don't want you to i don't want you to uh i don't want you to believe in the movement or the the cause because the person next to you is doing it right okay mm -hmm. i want you because you personally feel this is the right thing to yes. do yeah so if you don't know where you stand personally i'd rather you take the time and silence to find like yeah. uh, silence is good if if you're using it wisely if you're just staying silent and letting everything happen and you're not doing no personal soul search or finding answers for yourself okay then silence is a problem mm -hmm. all right because then when you speak up you're just going to speak up with the side who's the loudest yeah. and they may not yeah. be the right side right so i i i'm like i'm for it but I'm like the, it. Like silence is good. There's a thin if, line. Yeah, there's a thin line. Mm -hmm. Okay, I want you to know when you speak up. I want you to know because I'm gonna listen. Yeah. Like when you speak up, I want. But I want it to be, and I'm gonna whatever you say is gonna affect how I, I view you. You know what I mean? Yep. So I want it to be something that you personally believe yeah. in, stand for, and could. Absolutely. You know, and for me, like for me personally, um, I always think when people say all lives matter. I think it's so common sense, like, like it's, it's just it's it, it blows my mind that people. I chuckle at it now. I know, like I'm it's just, just crazy to me. Like, and I think you spoke about it a little bit the other night. Like, you, like, and I think your words were similar to mine. Like, I think it's very common sense. You know, yeah. right now, Black Lives Matter. There, there's things happening. It's, it's. You can see it. You can pull up Facebook any day of the week, and find where a a a, a black child or, or man woman whatever has been harassed by whether it's karen in the parking lot yeah you know or a cop or whatever the case may be so it's visual and when you when people when i if i say black lives matter and somebody return like tells me like all lives matter i want to slap them and be like dude i duh. just try, like okay so imagine jesus saying blessed are the poor 
And somebody in the crowd said, well, Jesus, blessed are all people. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, imagine his re- response and yeah. reaction. Like, like it, it gets to the point. I'm at the point where, like, it does me. Like I said, at the, I don't have the luxury of being angry or, like, I, I don't have, like, I'm not going to get mad anymore. I'm not going to react. And it's just, like, when I hear it, I'm like, okay, so all lives matter. So I'm, I'm just going to say this. Show me. Show me. Yeah. All right. That's that's the, all I'm gonna respond now when you say that. Show I could, me. I feel like I could pick those people apart. Like, yeah. Well, hey man, I when when 9/11 happened, you you were all for uh, you know the government kicking out every Muslim on yep. the planet. Yeah. So. Bomb on bomb the like yeah, you know yeah, right yeah. like so you can't tell me that like it's the stupidest statement in the planet to yeah, me. Yeah, and then the well I've I, and I've given that illustration in a. Uh, example, and somebody told me, "Well, no, that was about that. That nine eleven was about being American." Okay, well, this is about being black. Yeah, in America. In America, the freest place in the planet. Yeah. Yep. So, like, so now when you, so I simply go back to my show me. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, I like that. It's a, it's a, it's a tough thing, man. And and right now, um. Here, here's my thing. I, I, I don't know how to fix it, right? I don't know. As a white guy, I don't know what to do. As a human, I don't know what to do. I don't know. People say you should vote for the right people. Well, yep, I get that. Um, but how quickly does that vote affect people? Like, um, I know our communities talked about like decriminalizing uh, weed. Yeah. You know, like uh, so that some 15, 16 year old white, black, blue, pink kid or whatever doesn't end up throwing his whole life away because he got charged with having a joint, right? Yeah. Like, so there's the system and there's, um, th- th- it just seems like it's such a big ship. I don't know how to, st- I don't know how, where I can get involved to steer it in the right direction. So you, uh, how you get involved and you make change is you dial everything back. We get mad at where well, everybody's mad at the police because they say the police are doing too much. All right. Well, and then they get mad at the people who aren't speaking up because, well, why aren't you speaking up? Just like you're mad because that the police have, they're doing too much. You're doing too much too. You're giving them too much inf- information at once. Um, you're wanting them to be a part of this group going over. No, let's just dial it back. All right. So your house and your neighbors surrounding, that's where we start. Okay. Yeah. So how can you make a difference? You First, as a white man, educate yourself. Take yourself on a history, on a history, give yourself a history lesson. I'm not when I say, so then when you hear the words like white privilege, you don't get offense, like it's not, you don't get all, get, get so defensive. Okay, what does white privilege really mean? Okay, so when the protests happen, you would not have, like if you didn't, well, the vigil, okay? So if you didn't show up, nobody would have, like it wouldn't have mattered. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, nobody would have judged you for showing up. Nobody would have judged you for staying at home, going about your life, playing with your kids, cooking. Okay, I had to show up. Not to speak because I wasn't even on the schedule to speak, but I had to show up because that could be me. Mm-hmm. That could be my brother. That could be my kid. Like this. Like so. Fine. Like people don't want to talk about white privilege or all that because they they're taking it as a personal shot. Like, oh, you're racist. No, I'm not saying you're racist. I'm saying this country was built on a lot, and the rules and regulations was built on a lot of racist ideas 
and by a lot of racist people. So yeah. take yourself on a history lesson and see where that's where how it started and as the years progressed, where it went to, and different things that they tried to sneak in. Like they, oh, we threw colored people a bone here, but behind the scenes, we made this rule. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, we we abolished slavery, but if you're a criminal then slavery is yeah. okay and then guess who after the the slaves were free oh now we're, we're gonna arrest them for petty yeah. stuff you yeah, know what and i mean i know like uh, just as a history lesson for people that maybe not know this because it's something i found out um when slavery ended a lot of definitely in the south a lot of people made it where if you were charged with a crime loitering yep. then they could make you a slave, slave again, again. And that's so like if happened. you stood too long at a corner of a downtown street you could be a slave in a matter of seconds. And I don't think people understand that. Like, I think a lot of people really believe like, oh, slavery was done on Monday. And everybody was free. Boom. And everything. Yep. No. Yeah. It wasn't yeah, like that. Not at it all. It wasn't like that. Like that's, so that's the first thing. Educate yourself. Okay. And after you educate yourself, then self-evaluate. Okay. So this is where it's, where, this is how history has been. All right. Here's where we're all right. Here's where we're at in 2020. There's a lot of unconscious bias. There's a lot of like, like jokes or the way, like you know what? There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. Once you know you have a history lesson, and you just sit back and look, you'll say, "Well, we've come a long way, but we really didn't come that far. Like we just learned how to hide it better." All right. Mm -hmm. So, it's literally, what can you do? Is and I, I said it, and I've said it at the last two things, and it's sort of somebody told me to put it on a shirt. It literally is be Superman where you're at. I'm not asking you to go to educate yourself. Finally, come to the acknowledgement that racism is real and it's affecting a lot of people in our country. Mm -hmm. And then go to the hood or go to go to your urban communities and just be like, I feel no, like that's yeah. that's that's we don't want to be your like we don't want your pity. That's right. not what we're asking yep. for. We want to we want to be on the same. We want to yeah. We mm -hmm. want to be equal. We mm -hmm. want to exist without having to worry about like like I don't want my color to offend you anymore. I don't want you know what I mean. I don't want it to be the reason you don't you can't look me in the eye or like we can't be in the same business. You know what I mean? Right. So like it literally is be Superman where you're at. Be use find out what white privilege. That's my first step. Find out what white the definition of white privilege what it actually is, and then like you can't take it away. Like if you're white, you got it. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, but. Be an ally, being an ambassador, okay? So use it instead of using it as uh, a one-up, use it as a shield. Okay, so they, I have access to this, 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 simply be because of my color or because of how life has went, took me in this direction. Okay, well how can I do this? How can I use this to help the less fortunate? Because you'll find most of the less fortunate are probably going to be colored people. Yep. All right. So now you have access. You have a seat at a table where a lot of rules and regulations are being made. Or okay. But now you can speak for both sides. You can make sure that what's being talked about is not going to be. It's not going to drive us down even further. Like, you know what I mean. Like, use it. Use it. At, become an ambassador after yeah. you educate yourself, and uh, make that personal Because you have to make the person okay. This is real, right? I'm not gonna be the reason it keeps going, right? And everybody thinks I gotta be. I gotta come to this realization, and I gotta convince that no, no. People watch everybody. I, I'm a watcher, okay? And I hear what you're saying, but if your if your actions aren't matching up, okay. 
So I've educated myself. I've made this personal decision in my own life, and I'm going to make sure I purposely live it and act it out. Okay, people watch. Yeah. All right? And you may not make a difference with your peers, but the kids are very impressionable, and they're going to be in the – they are – they are what's next. Yeah. Do you right. think that's the generation that, do you think like your generation, like I'm 42, you're 25, right? Yep. There, and so, um, I don't think my generation can fix it. No. I don't necessarily think your generation can fix it. I almost kind of think it's the kids that are, you know, 10, you know, or whatever that are now growing up in a, in a, in a, in a, uh, an era that they're seeing this, you yeah. know, white people are finally saying, yep, I have white privilege yet. Black people are being killed. For no reason. But here's the thing. People are using what you just said right there as an excuse to be like, uh, it's just it's just the way it is. Here's the thing. You're right. They are the next. They're the mm-hmm. ones that's going to be uh, the ones to fix it. But if we don't start the process now. Right. We right, have to do something. Yeah, we have to yep. start the process now because change doesn't happen overnight. It no. takes a long time. Yeah. If we don't start the process now, they're going to have to start it when they're yeah. fit 25 right. my age and everything yep. and it's and then they won't see the change until their their kids kids yeah. you know what I mean? so it has to start with us right now and i'm hoping like my 18 year old almost 19 like i'm hoping like the way his mom and i have raised him that he he i kind of i don't think it's necessarily you don't t- i think people always say stuff like oh i taught my kid not to see color i don't think that that's necessarily the now the, he won't if you, you taught him to just not acknowledge the the problems that are going on. Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like you're. If you teach them, you, to you, you're saying I didn't. I didn't. I didn't teach my kid to be racist because I told him not. To, I told him to be colorblind. Yeah. Well, I think that's almost the opposite effect. I yeah. think that I would rather teach my. You kid held them back in school. Yeah, right. I think like I would rather be like, listen, uh, black people have it hard. They've had it hard. They have it hard. Um, and but, I think there's some respect in there. I hope. I gotta throw that when you say that because it is true. We've had it hard, but it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. Like I, the, I agree. The, the, like we have to. The, like we we hear people say that, and I feel like it make it gives it's a cop out. Like oh well, we've had this is what no. I mean, I could give you fifty plus what when slavery was alive and like alive and actually taking place. People who had it real hard and they still made something. They made they something said, themselves. They, they didn't let yeah. it define them. And yes. so like, so I'm gonna let you finish. Like, yes, we've had it hard, but like it doesn't have, that doesn't well, mean. No, and I have. love that you brought that up because I think there's times where in a white community discussion, I hear somebody say like, well, black people had just as many opportunities as we have. Like they could, they could get a loan. They could go to school. They could make something of themselves. And I think that is true. There's a ton of truth to that. I do think systematically, they also have it. It's it's easier for me to do some yeah. of those things, right? Yep. So I think I think yes, the opportunity is there. How easy the opportunity is is I think yep. what the biggest difference is. Maybe that's the best way to put that. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. It uh, and I think it's not. I believe very much in white privilege. Um, I also think there's name privilege, and I think yeah. there's um, you know uh, financial privilege. Can I tell you a story? I'll take a story. All right. So with name privilege, I actually tried this when I was here. So my biological name was Daytuan. All right, and uh, it was the I won't even mention the the business, but it's in Fort Dodge. I put in an application, and I took two, took it home, and I was just wanting to like I wanted to try something, so I put Zachariah Newsom on one application and I put Daytuan Jones on the other application and I gave us both the same experiences. All right. So there was nothing. All right. 
Nothing that would be like, oh, yeah. well, this one's more qualified than the sure. other. All right. So guess who gets a call back? I'm sure Zach. Within like minutes. Minutes. <laughs> okay. And uh, I ended up working the job, working the job. And then uh, guess who, like after I, I got another job over the summer, moving furniture and stuff like that, and it paid better. So then literally like a week, maybe two weeks after I quit and got a new job, guess who got the, got, guess who got the other call? Yeah, I'm assuming your other name. Daytuan. Daytuan. So I, I, I said, <laughs> so, uh, I said they, when they were asking me, like, I, I, I literally said, so how, how come it took so long to uh, um, give me a call? Like, I've been waiting for months and stuff. Oh, well, we just saw there was other people that were more qualified. And when, the, when I went in for the interview, they literally told me, we're looking at, two, like, we only have an, a position for one. And, mm -hmm. like, we didn't really get a lot of applications. They literally told me they didn't get a lot of applications. They decided between me and one other person. Okay, like, yeah. like there's a lot, like name, yeah. like yep. names go a long way. Oh yeah, like exactly. Yeah. It just sounds like I got I mean, good I, credit. Yeah, absolutely. If 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 somebody came to me in town and said, um, you know, mentioned your name as Zach, whatever, and and I didn't know who you were, my immediately thought would probably be that you're white. Yeah, and how uh, it's uh, over the phone, how I sound yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would think like that you're I, white. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, I always think like when I think of that, and I'll own it, like I'll own that I would feel that way. Um. I think there's that definitely ties into like racism and, and I get that. Oh, like when I talk to people, yeah, oh, I thought you were white. Yeah, white, I'm like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to me that, uh, you know, we've got that way as a society that even just your name alone. Um, and I've always, and, and I think everybody in the world listening right now would, would be like, yep. Uh, we've all laughed at, um, a movie or something like, uh, I think of, uh, uh, oh geez. Um, the basketball movie, uh, Coach Carter. Oh. And the, the one black guy says something to the girl, like, what are we going to name it? Like, or the girl said, you going to name it like Daquan or something, you know what I mean? Oh. And like, and we laugh at it, right? Because we think it's funny. It's not, it's not funny necessarily. Like, um, you know, uh, you can name your kid anything you want and that kid should have the same opportunities and, and stuff as, as, as a Zach, yeah. you know what I mean? As a Troy. And so I, uh, it, it, it really kind of breaks my heart that I've heard it in this town. I've heard it in, in discussions with prominent people in this town that, that's, that's, that scenario comes up, you know, like, uh, you know, John called, we gave him a job, some guy with some goofy, you know, name, yeah. right. That, uh, and they, they laugh believe, about it they when they're going through it. the applications. Yeah. Like, you know oh, what I mean? Like, no, it's, not it's this one. really unfortunate because that person could make a, huge difference in your business and you didn't give that person a try yeah because their name is black and like with everybody who's been messaging me and calling me and stuff like that like oh what can i do what can i do okay i'm just an hr that okay well you could do a lot yeah so you can make sure that's a powerful that position yeah where you work at that this stuff doesn't take place mm -hmm. like that everybody has an equal shot yeah an equal opportunity like so like literally it literally if we think if we just think about like we watch the news and it's like oh in minnesota and in california and texas and that you're gonna get overwhelmed and you're you're, you're not even gonna f you're not gonna want to do anything or you're not gonna be able to because there's like finance low where you're at just focus on where you're at i like that the rest will come in time Mm -hmm. Right, and you may, if you focus on where you're at, somebody from where you want to make the actual change may see you or hear about you. Like I've had somebody, I'm, I was watching your speech, and I live in Australia, and it was so encouraging. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
but I was I wasn't trying to reach Australia. Right. I'm, I'm talking to you're Fort Dodge. Like I'm trying to. Fort Dodge. Yeah. Like, yeah. but like that's just focus on where you're at. Don't overwhelm yourself. Where you're at. But before you focus on where you're at, make sure you are in a position to where you can be yeah. impactful. Yeah, you know, the last couple of years I got involved with um, a diversity committee. I have a friend, Sean Lee, that uh, lives in Detroit, and we're both photographers. And so there's an organization called PPA, which is Professional Photographers of America, and it's white. It's ran by white guys. Um, it's 30,000 members. If you take out, you know, the fact that there's some members uh, overseas and stuff, I think it's like, I think it's like 13,000 um I mean, maybe 23,000, I think, American. And out of that, I mean, it's an extremely low percentage of black photographers. Yeah. And, and I never really thought about it, man. Like, it's, it's interesting to me the, how this all turned out. So I always assumed going to these things and you see 10,000 photographers, the majority of them being white. My thought was, there just isn't that many black photographers. Oh. Right? Like, that's, yeah. that was my thought. I just didn't think, well, the reason we don't see any, because there isn't that many. Come to find out. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. And so I got involved with Sean Lee, who runs a diversity meeting for, for PPA. And, and the very first thing that me and both my wife actually listened to was a video that he put together. He was interviewing uh, some fellow black photographers. And one of them said, I don't go to that because there's not people that look like me that are there. So I'm not comfortable. And like that statement was like, I get it. Like I find myself probably more comfortable in a room of white guys than I would if I came into a room of black gentlemen or, or ladies. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's necessarily like a racist attention intention. I think it's uh, a comfort factor. I grew up with mostly white people. I grew up, most of my friends are white. Mm -hmm. Like, so I think it would just be the, the difference of being, you know, you're not comfortable. So when I heard that, then I, that's when I started to realize that I'm part of the problem, right? Like, I need to, sh I need to make people aware that I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable. I don't care that you're black. I'm happy that you're black. Yeah. I'm happy you're a photographer. I'm happier or whatever. I want you to come. I want you to be a member. I want you to learn. I want you to sit with me. I want to take you to dinner. Like I want that connection because I love people. Yeah. And, and so, uh, I think when you can change your mindset, like I had that mindset of, I would be more comfortable in a room of white people than I would a room of black people. That has definitely changed for me in the last couple of years. And you see a difference when you start to change that mindset. Yeah. And like in order to get to that, like I, I said it at the, uh, at the square the, the other day, you gotta, I want people to start being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Yeah. Like that's, that's how we're actually gonna actually get the ball moving towards change or at least towards mm -hmm. a clear vision of what change may look like. Yep. Like you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Like you complacent. Be, put yourself some uncomfortable situations. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. we're complacent. Like mm -hmm. the, a lot of the people who don't want to acknowledge white privilege or what's going on, it's because they're, they're comfortable. Mm -hmm. they're, 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 it's, it's an inconvenience to yeah. at this point of time to think different. You know what I mean? I think people are confused about white privilege. Yeah, I believe white privilege is the fact that I can, I just the simplest way to put this, I can get somewhere quicker, whether that be job, a house, uh, a, a status, mm -hmm. than uh, my counterpart being black. Yeah, if we're the same age, same everything. I think I can get somewhere quicker than them. That's yeah, and the then easiest way. And to then they want to say, oh well, uh, I've had, I've, I've been through this or this. Yeah. I'm not white privilege. No, we're saying that your your color had nothing yeah. to do with that. Well, there's so many people that say shit like, um, 
I work really hard and uh, so-and-so is black and they have welfare and blah, blah, blah. They don't work hard. No, white privilege isn't how hard you worked. No. But it has nothing to do. And I just saw this argument again yesterday <laughs> on Facebook. I saw I need to delete my Facebook. Yeah, right? I like, really do. And I want to talk about that today too. Um, 204 comments was on this. I looked at it again this morning. 204 comments back and forth. Girl defending white privileges. What I think you and I think of white yeah. privilege against a man that made a post which she tagged him in it um, that believes white privilege you know it, he believes more like he should be privileged because he's worked harder than I guess in I guess in his mind he feels he's worked harder than you know maybe somebody he knows that's black or whatever the case may be Mexican mm-hmm. whatever um, it, it, that surely boils my blood it, it, but you can't fix that per- 204 comments doesn't fix it doesn't. that person it doesn't until he opens his mind or his heart whatever you want to say has a conversation with a Zach or a Charles yeah. or, a, or a Sherry or somebody that can can really explain situations I told you earlier I was on a town hall meeting where I was the only white person and I had to sit there and listen to moms cry about telling telling me that as their son tur- when my son turned 16 I said, here's your car keys. Have a nice day. See you later. Here's some money. Her son turned 16, got a license. It was, if you get pulled over, um, keep your hands on the wheel. Put your hands right out the thing. Uh, Say, sir, do this, do that. I never had to have that. My parents didn't have that conversation with me. I didn't have that conversation with my son because I didn't have to. I remember the conversation that my adopted parents had to tell me, pretty much telling me I was black and what mm-hmm. that, like, because for and the longest time. I was going to ask that. So I was going to ask I had, like, I had, the, I had the conversation twice. So when I got back in touch with my, my uh, biological family, it was like, you do know you're black and this is this, like this, how you're living is not, real, you know, it's not how everybody else is in, in the communities live. But I remember when I, when I was gonna, heading into the team, like pretty much, because I'm like, my name's Zach. I like I, I have white parents and stuff like because I really didn't have much of a relationship. Like I knew about like sure. where I was coming from, but I didn't have no. I couldn't like I I don't know what my mom looked like. I didn't know what. And I had my brothers who were older, telling me like like my brother, the oldest one who was adopted with me, Devon. He had like pictures and coloring book. Like this is your mom, and I was young. Like no, this is my mom. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like and so I remember having the talk. They sent me down and like listen. um, we like you know you're adopted you know like we are your parents and stuff but like this is where you came from like this is and because of this and because of your color because i like my dad's uncle like he would always say stuff like for like i'd i'd uh i'd I'd wrote sermons like growing up as a kid i was that kid walking around like if my brothers got in trouble i had a little orange bible that i'd start Uh, preaching to them the verses didn't line up but i was still in like i i was still like yeah so like oh they they all call me preacher boy and stuff and Uh i like they they i was that annoying little brother and uh but like they would be like my uncle would say stuff like one time they let me preach uh on a service and he's like oh for for a black boy that was and um for for a black boy that was a good message he said that and I'm like, for a black boy. So I went to my dad. And my dad got mad. He's Uncle Bob said that. So yada, yada, yada. And I'm so, but what does that mean? And he's like, all right, well. And like, I've had to have the sit down. Like, you shouldn't have to have that talk. Yeah. Like, the fact that you, I've, I've had to have the talk where, uh, like, my, and sibling, my other brothers had that talk where, oh, well, because you're black, you need to know this about the police in this area. And you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this is this is because uh, you're black. You're gonna need to know this when you go. Like that shouldn't be a conversation no, that we're, like all. that we're having to tell kids, kids yeah. like who like there, this is there's a great sense of innocence. Like that like 
it's just it's messed up. It's yeah. messed up. And I think the a, a really like a really great example. I shouldn't say great. An example of this, um, and I'll say his name wrong, but uh, the Phil, Philip Castro. Uh, oh, I can't Philon- say his name. Yeah. Yes. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, he gets gunned down for having a permit for doing what he's told in front of his girlfriend, and she continually says, "She's calm as calm can be." She says, "Sir," to this cop as her boyfriend is, you know, bleeding out next to her, and like. I couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand. I remember watching it. I remember seeing it. I couldn't understand how this person was so composed. And then I go to this, you know, it's now been some time. Um, I, I end up in this town hall and then I hear these moms in tears telling me what they have to tell their children. And it all starts to click for yeah, me. Because if you're not that composed, you could be on the ground you too. You could be the next one. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and me being white, I can, believe me, I have... I've been in a I've been in a cop's face. I've headbutted a cop. I've said some things that I didn't mean out of anger. Yeah. Um, that I I rarely see a black person act that way in a traffic stop because yeah. the difference is, is they get out of line. They could get shot for something stupid, and, and I don't I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. And a lot of people act out like that. And this is a term of white privilege. Uh, um, uh, sort of a definition too. You act out like that because, well, I shouldn't be getting pulled over for right. that. I think that entitled that entitlement, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. well, they should just let me go. You know what I mean? Yep. And so, like, that adds in. It adds into it. Yeah, it's amazing to me that people, uh, this day and age, video proof, uh, a good amount of white people, I think, that have uh, owned up to white privilege, but there's still this, these people that are like. You know, they just fight it. They yeah. just fight it. And, and it, you know, I, I like the, I, my, me personally, I believe that uh, the ones, some of the people making decisions why they don't have a lot of cameras to do the traffic uh, follow-ups. Because, listen, the camera's not going to uh, be race, racist. Like, it's going to pull over. It's going to mm-hmm. it's gonna clock a white man just as much as it cops, clocks a black man. Yeah. It's going to clock maybe your chief. It's gonna clock maybe your mayor. You yeah. know what I mean. We've, and that's we've definitely what, seen those yeah. too. And that's that. That's what. Yeah. Do you think, uh, or maybe I'll ask it this way: Do you think you have like three things in your head, whether it be a suggestion or or whatever? Do you think there's three things that fixes a community? Three things that fix a community. Even the playing field, like. So one. I don't know. Okay, so what I I don't know if it would fix a community, but it would give a community a greater chance to thrive. Okay, and it's literally the, the number one is within the word community. It's unity. Okay, we 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 have a communities all over. You go to Chicago. And they'll be like, oh, you, you go to the community events and they'll be like, oh, we're having it in this area because this certain area, like you can't have a community and leave out certain areas because mm-hmm. they're bad. That's or the areas made, where you should be going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A community is this whole, it's this whole body. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that we need to do is start seeing like half of the kids, you're going to find half of the kids that live in the, the, the projects or the troubled areas. They don't want to be that they're trying to survive just as much as you're trying to survive up on top of the hill. All right. So one thing is we got we got to it's what I said out the other night. Got to be selfless. 
like that's that's what whole a lot of people oh, i got this position at, at, uh, i'm on the board here or i'm a manager here and you're comfortable and you're not you don't really care about what the next person's got going on or what they're going through mm-hmm. because you're fine in your little bubble all right but a community is not made up of one person all right so thing is and it's investing in people like people like you have to have an a, an aspect of, and a heart for people and a commu- like because that's what makes up a community so my thing one thing i would say is for the schools okay it don't look at it at your teacher it's not a nine to five like it's a it's a life like you're you literally have a classroom full of people that you will um, not like that you could make or break their entire way they look at education or how they look at people in authority like we got to stop looking at situations as jobs or people as uh employ you know what i mean and just see them for who the people all right mm-hmm. and okay i'm a person too how would i want to be treated how would i want somebody to interact with me so like my thing it's an it's an investment it's an investment in someone other than yourself and when we get when we start doing that i think that's the first step because like i could give you a list of things but if your heart is not in the right place i'm just giving you a whole bunch of things to ignore yeah all right yeah. and i'm not trying like i told you like that you said what can i do and i said dial it back my thing is for like the vigil the the stop the violence i i, I want to get the syllabus down and the syllabus starts with you okay so then when i actually see okay they're actually like the, they're actually wanting to make a change. They're actually getting things together in their personal life. Okay, then I could give you point step two. Because why would I, but why would I give you three points to worry over if you're not willing to even do the first you one? Yeah, if you don't get past the first one. Yeah. So like that's the first step. Like like we have to, like, and the mayor came out. Like he's like, I like the pers- uh, purposely peaceful. Okay. The mayor, let you and your own personal life be purposely peaceful, be selfless, invest. Like you have a platform to invest in a whole bunch of a lot of a lot of people. Yeah. All right, and you have the means and like okay, so make take that first step, Zach. You have you have a platform now. All right, you've got a lot of people who are listening to you. Okay, take that for like so we each we got to do that. So I'd give one step today, and then whenever we talk again, yeah, I'll I'll give the next step. But I that's like that. that's that's where I stand on it. That's right. where I think this hope there's a lot of hope. Like Fort Dodge, at its core, has a good heart. All right, and I I say the big thing about Fort Dodge, it's it's biggest like what I like about it and what I don't like about it. It's it's so impressionable. Okay, but we just got to give them the right impression. Yeah. Like that's. Do you think Fort Dodge overall? Um, is it fair to is it fair for me to ask? Like, do you think that Fort Dodge is a a racist community? I don't think it's a a racist community. I think it is. Um, there's a lot of it's it's not there's a lot of ignorant people yeah. and and they don't make up the whole community. Yeah, they don't right. make up the whole community, but they're in the positions that affect the community. Mm-hmm. Okay, hmm. but as a whole, Fort Dodge, if you look at num, okay, so like sixty five plus, it's majority white people, mm-hmm. but for like eight, twelve, and like let's say twenty five or so, it's Fort Dodge is diverse. All right. Mm-hmm. So in diverse, like w- with it being so diverse, racism is not really going to be an issue. And being that the, the community, 
the young community is so diverse they're going to grow up and they're going to be the the next chiefs the next yeah. you know what i mean so i feel like fort dodge as a community is not racist no there but there is a lot of race racist there's a lot of ignorant people yeah. in powerful positions that's right. what i'll say you know one big change i've seen in this community and, I, and i'm born and raised here um you know in high school which now has been you know 23 years ago or something oh well, don't date man, yourself man, yeah, I'm old uh <laughs> real old uh that means like when i was graduating high school you were just a couple years old right or something. yeah uh so when i was there it wasn't necessarily the 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 black population of my high school years they stuck together mm-hmm. and in the student center they sat together they hung out they ate lunch together um and then you had all the different white things whether it was uh the popular kids the poor kids the um the nerds you know whatever right uh and i always i think i was conscious about it at the time like i thought like i i was i it was i could see it you know and and i wasn't necessarily i always tell people that i've somewhat come from a place of racism did i call some black guys the n-word coming down the hallway you bet your ass i did i was in a i was a pretty i was a pretty hateful kid regardless and so hurting somebody else was just uh, my way of bringing them down to I hated myself. Yeah. You know, and so there's words that trigger people, right? And so obviously that word was a, a trigger. And so I knew I could get a reaction from people. But to be honest, I didn't think of myself as a racist because I didn't really actually hate them. I just hated mm-hmm. me. I wanted to bring you down too. And so... It could have been anybody. You right. Know, it's yeah, just yeah. like, I mean, I oh, if I say this word, though, this is for sure. <laughs> yes, get yeah, this like I could, yeah. Yeah, I knew how to, I knew how to, if I used uh, the see you next Tuesday word, I could, yeah. um, you know, I could get a reaction out of girls, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, whatnot. So, um, you know, and, it, and my point would be is like looking at my son graduating high school now, it seems like they are completely, it's completely somewhat different. I'm going to say that there's still white kids that don't like black kids. There's still yep. black kids that don't like white kids. But but you know what though, you they don't really know why. Yeah, and I was gonna say that I don't think they know why. Yeah, I don't think they really know why. And um, I also think that they've come a long way. Like you see a lot of, I mean, when I was in high school, you didn't talk to Saint Ed's kids. Yeah, you know, really. It's like, like it was, you, you, they you're different. pretty much get to, you're supposed to. Yeah, and if you don't, then and now something's everybody kind of intermingles. Yeah. You know, and like I kind of remember the first time like Michael really hung out, um, you know, with a black kid, and and at first you're like, huh, like I wonder how they met. You know, yeah. and then it like I'm like, oh yeah, they're friends at school. Like, oh that's cool. I'm glad my son doesn't see it the way I kind of was. I seen it growing up, and so uh, growing. I went to Cooper School. It was 99% white. I remember Ashante Shivers um, and Manny Wheat being like the first two black kids. Draper McDonald probably the third. Yeah. Those are the three black kids that you know I probably interacted with from kindergarten to fifth grade. Everybody else was white, and so you know it would. Uh, I, so I think some of my my racist was more so from um, a lack of knowledge. Yep. I, I didn't know, and, and I think that's still going on. I think the white kids, um, you know, that don't like black kids or black kids that don't like it, they don't, I think they don't know why. I don't think they have any mm-hmm. clue why they don't like each other. But I, I do like that. I think the overall of where I went from high school 20 years ago to where we are right now, it does seem like the kids have intermingled a lot better than yeah. 20 years ago. Like my first thing I want to tackle is the school systems with education. Like what, what exactly are we like teaching our, 
teaching our kids and I, the, and some of like them have a lot in more like black history right yeah it, a, okay. a, like a lot and even go in depth some there's a lot of white history too that people don't talk about because mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable or they don't need to know, know like like they'll understand a lot more yeah by yeah by you teaching them about it I think if they brought up what happened in oklahoma a hundred years ago right you know or whatever it's been um that story is erased from history and in many thousands of black people died in a, in a mini war on our own country's soil at a time where black people were free um attacked in a community that they built that but was you black. won't hear about you, it you don't hear about it you won't hear about it and when you do when you do or you read about it the little bit that you can find online as a white person it if you don't find that your heart hurts or it brings you to some type of tears you need to keep reading more stuff. Yeah. And then also, like, even even if maybe it's too much to handle, maybe if you can't tackle, we can't tackle the school system about what they teach or adding more to the curriculum. Okay, well, then the after-school programs that we start setting up, why are we going over the same stuff they're getting into high school or they're yeah, getting Yeah, I think okay, why don't we, yeah, there is why don't we Why don't we teach them what, what they're not mm -hmm. going to hear in their class that they may need to know? Do you think that starts at the state level then, like, do you think for, so let's just say I, I i agree with you right so like let's say me and you team up and do you think it's you got to get legislation to change so that they can bring in things into curriculums i mean that's to me that's where the problem starts is it starts the yeah. state mandates what they can learn yeah. right like so then it, then i think it, then it's a whole broad of things like we probably need to vote in you know african-american people that we'll see our point. Yeah. We got we to find sympathetic white people that see our point, Yeah, you know, and, and, and get rid of, obviously this country is ran by white men, you know, and, and maybe a few women. Um, but it's, it's a prominent white man, uh, ran country. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like I think I, I would say I'm passionate. I would be passionate about that. I didn't graduate high school. I got kicked out every semester. <laughs> I was a bad kid, man. I was in a really bad place. I did not like the world. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can say that I'm completely different than I was then. Um, but to be honest, and I think hindsight plays a huge part, I guess, in this to be what I think would be honest in hindsight would be that, uh, if school would have probably taught what I think is the truth, mm -hmm. maybe I would have been more apt to even want to be there. Like, yeah. and, and maybe my ideas of things would have changed. It wouldn't have taken me 20 years. It would have taken me 15 years, whatever it was between how I felt then and now. Um, maybe that, so I guess my point would be is how much I agree with you that just in school alone, you have your parents teaching you maybe racism by, uh, because they want you to be, yeah. I think you have parents that unintentionally teach you to be racist. Uh, and then you have the school, the school is really your second parent. Yeah. You spend more time at school, you're developing years than you do at home. Yeah. And so I think like, yeah, I think at school, you know, people listening to this, if you could pressure anything out for change, I would think pressuring your schools, your state, your legislation. That's where like, I would want to tackle for it. And absolutely. Then, and then what happens is you, um, the kids that are, are uh, acting out at school or not challenged, okay, then you send them to uh, after school programs or things where they you would want them to get mentored and help. And, but, you give them sports, you give, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you, yeah. like you're not, you just give them a, uh, okay, you, you obviously aren't doing well with this. So here's something on the side that I guess will take up most of your time until you can graduate. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, no, like, like let's, let's okay. So why, why don't you want to learn about this? Like, 
like what what's happening at home that make mm-hmm. like this like what's making you disagree yeah. or not want to take the, these this information like i would the schools i would say be my first yeah. where, where i would want to tackle first and, and speaking of the schools if i can bring up a situation that happened here okay um you know we we lost a school board member and i wholeheartedly i don't care if he hears us or not i still he's still a person to me i like the guy but i believe he 100% said some really some really stupid shit yeah um do you think it's fair? Do you think the outcome of him resigning actually brings uh, change? Or do you think sometimes we're too quick to not take people's maybe forgiveness for something stupid? Do you, do you think, like, is it 50-50? Could have we let him continue and maybe he would have made his wrong right? Or do you think going after somebody so they're not in that position of power after saying something like that, the best thing is to get rid of them? Yeah. Is that a double-edged sword? Okay, it is a double-edged sword because this happens. So um, he was on the board. He, how how long was he? Uh, was he there? Geez, he's had been on school board now for. I even ran for school board, and he was there then. I'm gonna say probably the last eight to ten years. Okay, so you got eight to ten years. Let's say uh, eight to ten years on the board, and with that kind of thinking, all right, that kind of influence. How many people have you? affected illy affected that. like you yeah. affected them in an ill way yeah and then mm-hmm. also how many uh peers like maybe respected your position and looked up to you that you sort of now strong gave them sort of the same mindset as you all right and now you you messed up you and you're gone okay but really like i believe in like so if i public uh, my my thing is this if i publicly say something all right and I'm wrong, I need to publicly like fix it and put in the work too. As much as uh, if I did, if I said something like, yeah, 10 years, let's just say 10 years of this type of mindset. And these, maybe these, what, what did he say to the students that he came in contact with or how did he, okay. And now we just kick him out. Okay. It's good. Maybe he doesn't, he doesn't need, not maybe he doesn't need to be in that position of leadership. Okay. But what is he going to do now to fit, to right the wrong? Sure. Okay. Like, if I so I sort of feel it's a cop out. Like we we gave him the easy way out. All right. All right. That's how I like. You know what I mean? Like you've yeah. had ten years of thinking this way and probably affecting people in the in the wrong way. And okay, now you're gone. Okay, yeah. You don't need that platform. But okay, so how we should hold? There should be some type of accountability to where okay, you gotta you you gotta make this right yeah. somehow. Like like part of me thought like all right, you said this extremely stupid deal on Twitter. And like for the people. Who, because oh, there was, I, I read the comments and the oh, he didn't say nothing wrong or anything. Yeah. Okay. You, you, so you let did. me just, let me just let me go let me stand on your side for a minute. Even if if you let me say let me say I agree with you just for just for the sake of it. How it was worded, <sighs> even if it was right what he said, how it was wor- worded was so so yeah. like. It was wrong on so many levels. Yeah, and I've been asked that. Like, hey, Troy, how do you feel about what he wrote? And I've said, I think had he wrote it differently, maybe people would have taken it, maybe what he meant. I, I don't know, because I, I, I don't know him super well. Um, My thing, Tex has no tone. Tex has no tone. So right. to say something yeah. like that, I would never, like, what, why would you say, if this I, that, is something me, you like, firmly it, it believe in? To, like, why would you even just say this? Yeah. Right? Like, that's where I'm at. I think, not so much as a punishment, but I think before firing somebody, before, I think, so he said this, it, it, it hurts the black community more than anybody, then 
put him in a room, invite everybody of color, and and let's have a let's let them have a talk. Like maybe he stands up and say, "Well, this is what I meant." Blah 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 blah. And then maybe, well, you, but we still don't like that. Well, okay, tell me why. You know, like yeah. maybe there's a conversation, and maybe there's that engaging without debate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and I think like I, I don't, I'm not mad that he's that he resigned. No, I think that was yeah. needed. I, I think, think that, that was needed. Here's the question yeah. though: who, who, who are you replacing them with? All and right. that's the, so. Then that's the next and, thing. Uh, and you have people saying like, "Let's appoint somebody." You have people fighting, you know, to to for a special vote. And are we gonna? appoint somebody that has the same type of mindset because that's t- that's very that's well normally could. what right. that's normally what we do yeah that's yeah. like you, you we kick somebody out for, and then we replace them with somebody you, else yes. who thinks yeah. the same way just maybe dresses that you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. we need to act the people in power who we put in power we need to actually do research on them and yeah. actually what do you believe why do you believe what you do what are your goals what are, where, where do you attend to take this uh mm. like to, how do you tend to use your platform like sure although like this whole tradition of well he has this last name so he needs to be in this type of position like that's tend to, that's what we usually yeah. do as I, a I town. certainly think fort dodge you know one thing that uh, and i'm sure i'll anger some people with this but i do think in fort dodge um i've always felt y- you, before even white privilege comes in, I think name privilege comes. Oh, I think it's, big. it's who you are and who you know. And, and, and I'm guilty of that. Like my mom and dad, my dad worked hard. He was a, a, a vice president of Iowa Central. He's well known in the community. He volunteered for every board you could. Like my dad was very involved. And I'm going to say this maybe, um, it's not even right to say, but I would say he's very involved in, in, the, in the whiteness of our community. My dad never served on like a, a, a you know, a board that you know represented um, Pleasant Valley, mm-hmm. maybe never asked. Maybe they didn't have a board then. I don't know. But you know, he's bank board and Rotary and like all these things where it was powerful white men. Uh, but my dad is the least racist person I probably could think of, and so um, I feel like I got to trade off of that a little bit. Like people respected me a little bit, or they let me slide a little bit because my dad was such a great guy, yeah. right? And so. Um, before anything, I think you, for so for me, it was name recognition and, and being white. Like I feel like those two things benefited me my entire life, and so um, I think that Fort Dodge can be a little guilty of that. And I think that narrative definitely has to change. So then I think like for the school board deal, do you? Part of me is it's fifty fifty for me. I think if you select somebody of color to put in that position, are we just checking a box? Yep. That that. Yeah. And I, I think that there are a lot of organizations that are guilty of that. But oh, me saying yes does not mean them. there shouldn't be a person. Of and, color and, and so that's the 50-50. But like, like, I still think there should be. But Like, when it, I just don't like it has to take has to take this in order for you to put a person yeah. of color yeah and you know what i mean like that's that's i don't like it hurts my heart that it has it usually yeah. comes down to that point for you to consider because you uh, save face do all sure. like no like and I, w- I want you to put a person of color in this position because one their values and uh what what they can offer and like you actually believe well we need them here yeah. like you know yeah. what i mean like nah i'm no no more pity pity like throw us throwing us a bone out of out of pity like no like see me as an equal and like okay your knowledge everything all the hard work you've put in the last this some years like this has made you ready for this position don't just do it because oh this white guy screwed up sure you know what i mean like yeah oh so now let's put a a person of color here then check the box right no like no the box checking has to stop but i do think there needs to be diversity 
Do you, uh, as a 25-year-old guy currently living in Fort Dodge, do you see yourself uh, running for anything like that? School board, city council, getting more involved in like the, I think that's the, the politics of Fort Dodge? Maybe in the future. I've had talks about it with people come and talking to me about it. In the future, I, I'm like, I'm not opposed to it. I yeah. won't say no. Well, you're passionate, but man. I like, wanna... You're well-spoken. I think you're very collect. Like, I don't think you, I think you would be a perfect p- person Anybody like you would be a perfect person for that position because I think you'd be passionate about change. I think you're calm and collect. I don't think you necessarily react. From what I've seen of you, you don't don't. come off as that you react from, that you're reacting. I'm pretty chill. Yeah, you seem pretty pretty chill. And so uh, I think that's definitely needed. And I think that, and again, I'm not going to try to offend anybody here, but I think another problem for Dodge is we've never had a lot of uh, people of color that have come forward to run for you know, things. There's I, things that I want to see in the community and I want to be a part of. Before I feel that I need to be a part of first before I take a, a I'm going to say, pub, public platform yeah. like that. Because I feel like there's some behind-the-scenes things that I want to do and work with people uh, within the community, and I would factor that into with, like, my private All life. Right. Like, there's certain things I want to see and actually be a part of to actually – like get my hands dirty in it and and before I take that extra, extra step. And I feel like, cause if I do like if, if everything works out, like I'm hoping for it too, like I would get the respect and like that needed for that. For like, they won't just be like, Oh, like, Oh, he had a couple good speeches. Now he thinks he could, (sighs) but you know what I mean? Like, no, like I'm, I'm here for like, I'm I'm here to make an investment in my my community. I appreciate it. You get Lisa's vote too. Only This is recorded. So when I do run, I'm going to play this back for you. You get Lisa's and Michael's, but that's only because neither one of them really care to vote. And I just tell them who to vote for. Right. So (laughs) you get a couple extra that way. (laughs) Um, I'll have to move all my, my family out here just for voting season. So either way I'd win. Yeah. You'd have a you'd have a good start right there. I would. Just yeah. What? Uh, how much do you think social media affects this whole deal? I, I I feel it affects it so much, and it's it's the reason why it seems like a losing battle. Because okay, we see a racist act, and it's blatant racism. And f- let's it happens, and like the people around see it, they record it. And they put it on Facebook, and then two million people share it with mm. the with not and not in the they don't even uh, put in the the title like anything positive. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're just inci- you're sharing, you're just inciting more anger. Mm-hmm. All right, there's not a, you don't say anything like this happened over here, and this is what we need to do to like make sure that like you just share it, and then people are getting mad everywhere. Oh yeah, and then the and now they need a release, and so. Now they have to release their angers in the community that they're in. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like people. I have a guy that goes to the church I go to. Uh, I was wa- I've been watching his Facebook post lately, and it's all been negative stuff about the protest. And so I messaged him and I said, uh, the, "Your last posts have all been negative." I was like, "Why?" He's like, "Well, you don't po- you don't see any posts about good cops going on." And I said, "Well, you could have changed that narrative. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have been the one to post the yeah. the the." Yeah the picture or the meme or the, the video about the good things that the cops are doing or the like, and now everybody on your platform, your 2000 friends could be like, Oh wait, that's, that's encouraging. Like, that's mm-hmm. what we need more. I'm going to share that. Or, Hey, I saw something similar like that. And then we, sh- we start sharing and people start seeing the good 
Yeah. Like we're all focused on the bad, the bad and and everybody's getting mad and pointing fingers and all and nobody's nobody's taking the good things that are go, yeah. uh, are going on and running with that and being like, "Oh, I want to I want to see more of that." Like social media should be, and again, I'm going to say should be the greatest tool ever made. Yeah. And it's turned And it's out. not. It's completely out. It's a devil. Yeah. Like I literally like part of the reason like I'm going to be on like my speech the other night, I threw it like I had something written and social media got me in the the worst mood like the yeah, worst I mood I saw, ever i think i saw a post yeah and some comments yeah so I, I get what you're saying and i was just like i don't like this is this is not i don't yeah. they're not ready to hear this or i shouldn't say this right now so i i had though i had purposely peaceful and i had uh um purposely peaceful and the quote about uh the village that's right. the only thing I had when yeah. I went up there. I was yeah. like, ev- like, and then I just spoke from my heart, like, because yeah. I'm well, just you did like a really social. Good job. Social media is just like, like I want to delete my Facebook, but yeah. I'm like, that's one of the big platforms I have right now. Yeah. So well, and people like, tease me all the time because it's the same for me. Yeah. I'm always on Facebook. I do Facebook lives with about anybody I can. Um, I I post obviously for my business. Yeah. I post my feelings. It's an outlet for me. Like this is the other one for me. I couldn't have this conversation necessarily with you just sitting at lunch or something because I don't, I don't know why. Yeah. I, maybe it's a block for me. Yeah. But with a mic or like Facebook or typing it, I can release my true feelings very easily. Yeah. And so I, uh, so people tell me all the time, oh blah blah Facebook, and I'm like, and then I behind closed doors, I'm like, I would delete that fucking thing and, right and, now. Yeah. Like I, I, at the same time, I do love. There's some good things out there. I, 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 a lot of mornings I wake up and I'll spend the first half hour just looking at encouraging videos, some little uh, Down syndrome kids singing with a sister, yeah. right? Or uh, whatever it is. Oh, I, it could be I, the yeah. greatest tool. Greatest thing it, on the planet. But it can be the worst thing yeah. in most days. And, you know, I've got, this sounds like, a sh- I'm, hopefully this doesn't sh- sound like I'm showing off. Um, I got like, Facebook looks like you have 5,000 friends on a normal profile, right? Yeah. I've got like 4,986. Yeah. And in my general theme of my newsfeed, I would say is if this is the right term in the current situation we're in, m- most of my theme is probably pro-black. You know, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. People want change. Um, people, white people defending, uh, you know, doing the right thing, saying, speaking up, whatever, right? I would say the majority. Of, but it's so hard some days to even see that as a positive when you see just a little bit of negative even because the Mm -hmm. negative is so strong sometimes and it's and those are the people you want to reach so i think sometimes as much as you hate to deal with it you want to change that person's view so then it's easy to sit behind the keyboard and type away yeah i've i feel like i've got a lot better about being like no i'll just delete that person because i've learned this and you probably know this too with that because i was an angry kid angry angry kid it's so draining. Mm-hmm. So what I've learned is, they want when you're angry, you want people to respond and mm-hmm. react, and you, you want, want you want to get that. So you're gonna keep commenting, and like I've learned, like they're gonna keep commenting, keep commenting as long as you keep reacting and everything. So yeah. I'm like, every time you comment, I'm just gonna post something more, like yeah. that's more positive. Like, like, I love you, man. I'm, I'm gonna keep going, yeah. and you're gonna get tired out, and then yeah. you're just gonna be like, well, I'm not get like I'm done. I got a like a Facebook message argument with a guy about just a random subject of photography and every time he wrote me he would call me like a like a punk ass bitch and stuff and yeah. i would write back like i love you can i take you to lunch yeah and i just did it repetitively man and like finally he just gave up 
you know, and I th- and it's so funny, like, you know, you hear people say, like, kill them with kindness. Yeah. And I do. I try to, like, I try to take that high road anymore and kill people with kindness. There's definitely days where I, I sink into my right. anger and Same. let it get the best of me. Um, but, uh, you know, I definitely try to kill them with kindness. And it's funny to see when you truly do that, how quickly somebody shuts down that's negative. They don't want it. They don't, they can't get a rise out of you. So they move on. Yeah. And I've made it so well, like you could put it to where you can't see certain people's store, like yeah. what they post or like it doesn't show up. And like, for me, it's just like the, the main people that show up on my Facebook are like encouraging. Yeah. Like, and so yeah. I'm like, so like I could, it makes it easier. Like, yeah. So I've I'm deleted like, and blocked more people in the past. Oh, my thing is I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to block you. I'm not going to yeah. delete you. Cause I want you to see what I have to, I, love it. I yeah. want you to see what I, I have the to snooze say. button a lot too. Yeah. Like you can snooze people now like yeah. 30 day snooze. Bye. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I used to be so like, argumented like it got to the point some like when i first was on facebook if somebody would disagree with me and then they'll block me i was the type i'd make a fake pr- facebook yeah. friend though just so i could continue yeah. the, i'm like this is My a waste of energy you, man there's days i spent days just on negative energy of yeah trying to i'm make like a point. No, and now no. i'm like and again it does sometimes get the best of me but uh, yeah, i definitely feel i'm in a better spot so yeah but i, I think in this current current situation if you just if you call it if you call it George Floyd's situation, again, I don't think that that one event is why we're at where we're at. I think that's the, 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 you know, the, the straw that broke the camel's back kind of thing. Um, and, and catapulted this situation. And, and, and so you, and then social media is great because I think it gets a lot of people. Um, you find out who you're in line with. I think it's a good way to get information from one person to another. I think it's a good way to, this sucks. It's a good way to spread love and it's a a really great way to spread hate if you need to. And and, and there's obviously people doing that. Um, And then you go from that, you have the people that, the riots. I personally think that rioting is a, is another form of language. Mm -hmm. I think if I can't, and I think you talk about me and you, right? Being angry kids. When I was an angry kid, if I couldn't, say the F word enough time to get a rise out of you. Then the next thing I did is I punched the wall, right? I broke the drywall. I broke my door. I ripped my door off the hinges. Um, Oh, that didn't work. Okay. Well, you guys just bought me this $250 radio. Watch this crash, right? Like I would punch myself in the face. I punched myself in the face. You know how angry you gotta be to do that. Yeah. And, and, and definitely blackout moments of rage. Like, yeah. So I think for me and you, and, and, and more so for you, being a, a gentleman of color, I think you understand this even better than I do, that then for those people to, to destroy a target, which is just a target in my mind, um, you know, or whatever, it face, whatever the case may be, that's them lashing out. Like, yeah. you, 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 all of us have had the opportunity to listen, and we didn't. So now it's like, well, you know what? You guys don't want to hear our words. Watch this building burn down. Like, yeah. And now you'll talk. Now you'll talk. And so that's a big debate. And I think that if people could stop and think about their childhood, because yeah. every child, every child broke a toy because they were pissed off. That's what's happening. And then I'll get some guy that'll be like, well, yeah, they're acting childish. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that they're doing the same form of things you did as a kid now as adults because you're not listening. Yeah, like that's what I had to learn. So I had, well, with my own adopted family, I'm, I write music. I've been writing music since I was young. I had family members, white cousins and all this stuff that would, in my songbook, 
all the blank pages would write the N word on it. Hard uh, R, okay, on all the blank pages. Would sticks, I've had it done to me, and stick staples in my deodorant standing straight up. So when I would pull it up and put put it on, scratch up my pits. I like this, like to the point where I tried, I, I tried committing suicide three times, right. okay? 12, well, 11, 12, 14, and... 11, 12, 14, and six, uh, no, four, yeah, 11, 12, 14, and 16, all right? All right? Like, I hated, I hated being black for the longest time. I hated, like, me, everything about me, like, punching myself, like, all the stuff was just mm -hmm. out, out. So then I, like, I, f I got, I, I found, I won't say I'm religious. I said that, but I, I would take it back. I have a relationship. Like, I'm not, like, I, when I hear the word religious, like, oh, you got to go to church, you got to do that. No, I do that stuff because I have a relationship with my God, yeah. and I know that would make him happy, and I want to make somebody, you, you know, I, and I want to make him happy, you yeah. know what I mean? So I'm, I have a relationship. I know who my God is. I know, uh, like, and I, like, so once I found me, all right, what I want to do, my calling and all that stuff like that, and, and it sounds like, and it's not a cocky thing. It's like you have to fall in love with yourself. If you don't like yourself, I, I I can't be mad if you don't like the person next to you. That's all you know. Like mm -hmm. like it starts with you. Yes. All right. So like when I found me, found out my what I believe, why I believe, what I stand for, what I want to do. Nobody, nobody. Now whatever you say to me is not gonna make like you're not gonna make me feel like I used to as a kid. Like I'm not giving you that control in my life anymore. Mm -hmm. All right. And so now because I'm in love, like I, I, I'm in love with me. Now I could be like, well, I want you to have this feeling. So now I'm gonna I'm invest in you. I'm gonna make you feel good. Like I'm gonna make you feel good about. It. What do you yes. want to be? I'm gonna I'm gonna make you feel good and put you in positions to where you could best succeed and be like, well, I'm happy with where I'm at in life. I'm happy with myself. And then you like so like that's why I always bring it back to it's uh you want change. It's, it literally does start individual because mm -hmm. you could be if you aren't comfortable in your own private life you could be you could do everything you want for the community but it's literally all lip service and you're going to get drained or you get or you really mean it and you're putting action in but you're going to get drained out yeah it's going to take maybe one 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 facebook post or one um somebody sending you the voice like so that's why i'm i bring it back to like individual like get get you right the rest will fall in place yeah i right, get you right and then work on the people your neighbors right next yeah, to you. I think I've always said like you can't love somebody if you don't love yourself. You can't. And it's, and it's sort of like man, I hate everybody's myself, like oh everybody says but like it's really true. Yeah. It's really true. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, I think uh, you know and, I, and unfortunately I get to maybe unfortunately like I I spend a lot of time with the high school kids and, and so many of like the girls whether black or white or whatever they just they all hate each other. They all hate themselves. Yeah. And they like feel like a lot of like the violence. These kids feel invisible. Mm -hmm. Like I said, the, it takes, like I said, I asked at this, uh, the stop the violence. I said, you heard the saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. But I'm going to pause. I'm going to be honest with you. When I asked, like, can you hear? I was so, I thought I, I was like, man, I need to be quiet. They are going to like start throwing <laughs> stuff at me. I don't think they'll like what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why. Then I was like, are you guys hearing what I'm saying? And like, it was just quiet. And I was yeah. like, I think I'm just rambling. And then when, uh, you did. Great. Yeah. So then I was like, but like, I really, I really believe that like, if a child doesn't feel a part of the community, they will act out and yeah. fill in the blank with whatever. If it's yeah. shooting, if it's looting, spray painting, spray it's painting. but like they, they feel invisible. They mm -hmm. want to be seen. They want to be heard. Yeah. Okay. But, so we need to make sure as a community we got 
avenues where they could be seen and succeed and stuff. But then we're also investing in them, making sure, hey, you can like you can be whatever you want to be. Yeah. Like focus on edu because being invisible just doesn't mean like they're not just acting out because they're invisible but to the community. Okay. They're invisible to themselves too. They don't know what they want to do. Right. They don't know what they want to be, where they want to go. They don't know why. Like, okay, you tell me I need to go to school, but why? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, getting them in a position and to where they're 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 happy with who they are. Yeah. I like for me, it's I'll I'll tell my kids. I tell my kids every day. Like, my uh, Malachi, you're handsome. Uh, Mia, you're beautiful. Uh, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Like, and my, my and then when they get in trouble, she, my daughter, she, you know, she's gonna be trouble when she's a teenager. Because if I yell at her, she, because I tell her every day that she's beautiful, she'll be like, "Daddy, I'm not beautiful," and think it's a shot. Like, uh, she's getting me mad. I'm like, it. "No, like," and, she, uh, and she'll walk around like she just hurt my, like, yeah. like she just hurt my feelings. Like, oh one. yeah, like you tell me this every day. Like, take this now. I'm yeah. not. Like, uh, oh, but like, it literally is. It starts with. It starts with. Like each one, teach one, mm -hmm. but you can't teach one if you're not in the yeah. right place. My friend Sean Lee talks a lot about uh, investing in people, and and it can be a little bit as uh, buying them a cup of coffee, or uh, you know, legitimately having a conversation. Yeah. Um, you know, going to uh, the end of the world with that person or whatever, and and he he speaks of a lot of like uh, you know situations, and so for me, like it, it is interesting to watch. Like uh, even if you buy a kid a, a candy bar, like the the. The, the the interaction right like i just i invested in this kid with a candy bar mm -hmm. and now like he sees me as a good person he's in a good feeling so we just generated good feelings between two people and like it, it just and then the person behind you sees that right like yeah um we were at taco tico and some lady bought my meal in the car behind us so i was like well then let's keep the train going right like i'll buy the car behind them and and so like i think like just investing in people it, whether it's buying them a cup of coffee or having this conversation that yeah. me and you were having or attending a, a stop the violence deal. Like anytime you can invest in people, I think you're investing in yourself as well. And so I think that that little bit of a phrase there and those actions could seriously heal our world. Yeah. And so like my thing is this. So I have a like I was talking to after the this stop the violence speech. We were talking, uh, people were saying, oh, you should be a public speaker. And I was like, well, I got a lot to say and stuff like that. And I was like, but, the, like, the starting, in, like, you got to be re I want people to be ready for it. And yeah. so I want them to be in the, the right place, like, yeah. with themselves individually and, like, say, okay, I've made the decision personally. I'm going to make a change or at least be a part of the change. Okay, now that now you said that, all right, you're, 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 you're going to be held accountable for that. Yeah. So, this is how we could do it. This is how we could do it. And then now, I you you made the decision. Now here's A, B, C. Now let's do it. Yeah. All right. And then people watching, they're gonna be like, oh well, okay, this is different. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna want to pe like it's contagious. People want to be a part yeah. of something big. Like a lot of the people, like I get frustrated. Like the the protests are so big. You, okay, because people, I get frustrated with the movement because I don't think they have a clear goal. Okay, but because people want to be a part of something, they're going to chant whatever you tell them to chant. Yeah. They're going to yeah. hold whatever sign that's available to hold. But if there's no clear goal, what are we accomplishing? Yeah, I definitely think there's got to be a step of action. Yeah. You know, I, I, I totally get And it's not and, F and, this person. And, yep. and th it's, that's not. That's not. Yeah. I don't want to be part of a cause that causes more division. 
Correct. Yeah. We have enough of that in yeah. this world. So we like need more that you give yeah. me something good that I could fight for and be a part of. And until my last breath, I'll, I'll, I'll fight yeah. with you. Yeah. I'll stand with you. You know, and that's, that's a, like, I've talked to some people like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll stand or march or cry out or post or do this, whatever I can. Right. Like I use my voice however I can. Yeah. And Fort Dodge has, we have, I'm not even just saying it cause I live here. We have the opportunity to do something really and big. And that's what I think. Like, I think really like, big. Like this could, and it would change the narrative of like Fort Dodge too. Yeah. And like, I think it could change not a nation necessarily, but I think Fort Dodge has, uh, we could be. We could we could make a bigger change. I think if you could show a community truly change, um, the the narrative, the the way things are perceived, um, you know, everybody's on somewhat of an equal you know bias or whatever. Uh, maybe the next community does it, yeah. And then the next community, and then the next community. So I you know I was just telling some people in city council. I was telling you I went to lunch with Lydia. Even like I've tell, talked to some of them. Like we have an opportunity. To, the, the, the slate could be clean. We could decide what it is mm-hmm. and, and and go forward, and then other communities are going to follow, right? They don't maybe don't know what to do. So then us as a community get together. We make this plan. We make a plan of action. We put it in action, and now this is yeah that community yeah. this is what yeah. this is what we uh this is where we benefited like this is the changes yeah. that have happened don't since don't do this before. do this yeah. yep and then they're looking at us like wow they actually they actually yeah. they're actually onto something over there mm-hmm. I, I get somewhat like I made a post about you know the, the the deal the other night how happy I was to attend it uh, and listen to you and and, and Colleen and, and so many people uh, the poem that uh, that uh, Barbara uh, yeah oh geez yeah. I got a copy of it yeah I'm I tried to get her to do yeah. another one I was like Man, such a, yeah <laughs> such a good poem um, as much as I love it it infuriates me that like sixty two people show up out of a twenty four thousand person town. Um, that we continually have these. It's to me, it's not necessarily the first time. Like, yeah. Um, that's why I said, oh, let's do a two point Like, yeah. Like, like it, I'm, it seems like it gets kind of repetitive, and, and I'm happy because I still think it benefits me to hear like what people have to say. But I feel like I walk away with it. I walk away and think, well, what's next? Yeah. Now what? That's now why what I wanted I to make sure. That's why I wanted to make sure I gave at least a couple things to do. Yeah. And then I'm like. I'm in a spot in a place where I'm comfortable fighting alone. Mm-hmm. All right. So like the, a couple of years ago, I was I'm I'm the one that would have been oh what, whoever's the loudest. That's who would, yeah. what side am I? But like I'm like I don't care. I mean, I'm gonna say I don't care. I don't care what the person's doing next to me. Yeah. And like it's not gonna affect me anymore. Yeah. Like so like I was like the the vigil. I say was bitter. I said, and I've told people it was bittersweet for me because I wished more people of color mm-hmm. would have showed up for it. Yeah. Right? And then today I had the same. The, at the other day at the stop the violence, I had the same mindset. But then, like before, I headed up on stage. But then I was like, I shouldn't have this. I like, I'm happy with whoever shows up. Like, uh, like, because if I start getting into where I think this person should have showed up or this person mm-hmm. should have showed up, my focus is in, is in the wrong place. Yeah. Like, my, and, yeah. I could see where that, but both have meaning. Yeah. I think you know. I think. Uh, if I were a black man, I would want 
a majority of my people, yeah. my community to be there. But you know what's going to make them show up? They want to see they want to see consistency. Yeah. Like, Cuz I know that. They yeah. don't a lot of people say, "Oh, we're going to do this." One, they're either not consistent or two, they it's like if they feel like they're being exploited, like, "Oh, well, I am going to get the new I want to do this for this community and I got the news coming with me and they're going to do a story on this or I got the the a camera crew, you know what I mean? And it just feels like they're just being used yeah. for for clout or uh for personal, for, sure. for whoever's well, I saying think it. like uh, you think about like Pleasant Valley. Yeah. Um, I think for years I've heard the the narrative of we're going to fix it. I don't oh. like the word fix, by the way. But, yeah. um, you know, we're going to clean it up. I don't really like that either because I think they're telling people that it's a lesser place. Yeah. Right. Like I do think that there's some homes and things down there that need some help. Yeah. Right. And, and that's where I think things could get fixed. You got, we need to be willing to go. Yeah. Go we down go down there. there. Like, and, and do something kind for somebody. I don't think it's a... So me and Lisa actually used to live um, basically where Fairway used to be, yeah. which is now the wreck or whatever. We lived right behind it. And and so I always said it was the top Close. of the... Yeah. I used to call it the top of the ghetto. Yeah. That's what my nickname was, which was probably horribly racist. Um, but I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> and so I... Uh, I, I so I felt like I was not part of the community there, but at least I was close enough close that up, I could yeah. see it, right? And I always felt like when the city started buying up houses, which they even bought me and Lisa's, um, I thought, oh, this is the right step. But it wasn't because what they did is they, they took Excluded, somebody's house yeah. and then they said, well, now you can go live over here um, on North 9th or you can go live over um, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. And, and so you just move that person along. And instead of, I think, saying, hey, you live here. This is your community. This is, we will give you some dollars to, to help fix this up. And so now you've invested, I think, in that person, their home, their community, and, and maybe some change. Like maybe they see the city differently. Maybe they see yeah. me differently or whatever the case may be. Uh, and I feel like instead we just took their house from underneath them, built a new house in that spot that somebody else moved into for a good opportunity. Uh, but then the person that left that area just went somewhere else and, and you didn't fix necessarily the problem. Yeah. So I, I believe like my big thing is like when I like if I move somewhere. OK, so when I like when I leave, what what, what was different from when I first got there? Mm -hmm. Leave and it if better I can't, than you found Yeah, it. And if I can't think of anything, well, I'm, that's on me. Like yeah. I messed up. Like my thing about Pleasant Valley, I'm just going to say they're going to be seeing a lot of me. Like yeah, that's, good. that's my thing. Like I that's, that's personally great. how I feel yeah. like you may, like I'm, you may not like seeing yeah. me, but you're going to be seeing a lot of me. Like I think there's a lot of potential mm. and a lot of good things that come yeah. from down there. You, Shane Wessel, you got passed away down there, right? Like, yeah. Bad deal. Um, and they held a deal down there. Like they had uh, a community get together there. And then these two gentlemen pass away, you know, recently. And, uh, I felt like there wasn't, right? Like it wasn't, they weren't like, hey, let's get together down there and let's talk about this. We did it when Shane passed away. And I'm yeah. thankful they did. Like I went down there uh, after everybody left. I sat around with Gerald Dillard and some guys like yeah. and chatted and, and they were angry. Like yeah. uh, Gerald said things to me that I, I was like, holy shit. Like I didn't know that. Like I didn't know this was going on down here and I didn't realize you felt this way about the city. And a lot of it was like, even the job thing, like he talked yeah. to me about that and stuff. And I hate, I'm not, hopefully I'm not putting, throwing him under a bus here. Um, I have a lot of respect for Gerald. And so, uh, but it was great to go down there and talk. Now, if you ask me if I've been down there since then, nope, I haven't. You yeah. know, so I feel guilty, right? Like so my thing is like, I, I can't be mad at you if you don't want to go somewhere, but I don't want you to be scared. 
don't, right. you're not in that area because you're scared to go there. Yeah. Like my thing is, do I live in Pleasant Valley? No, but I want to be able, like if my kids wanted to play down there, I want to be able to say, oh yeah, go ahead, play, be back by this. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like my thing is, okay, so what can I do to make it so that can happen? Sure. All right. What can I do? Cause I want them to associate and have a relationship with the kids down there. Yeah. Like, I kids need to be kids and be able to play with interact with other people and Absolutely. like there's there's my dad always like there's something you could take from anybody from everybody there's something yeah, good there's always a lesson yeah there's always a lesson and but mm-hmm. you're not going to learn that lesson if you're if you're scared to t- yeah. go up and make that first initial mm-hmm. contact so like my thing is okay so it's a, it's a well-known fact everybody thinks a lot of the trouble stems from there okay so now let's go down there and let's invest Okay, yeah. let's not let's stop saying, "Oh, meet me up here and we'll talk about what's going down on down there." No, I'm a, I'm going to be at your front door and I'm going to say, "Hey, this is what's going on. This is the problem A, B, and C. Okay. This is what I'm willing to do EFG to fix it. Are you willing to help me out? Yeah. This is your home at the end of the day." When I think that even in an investment, there's always a loss before a gain. Yeah. So I think you have to go down there and invest, and I hear people say stuff like and be open to have the door slammed in yes, your face. Yeah. And, and be like, oh, well, and, and, do and, it again and still be able again. to come back the next yeah, day and not be like, yeah. oh, well, they don't want yeah. help. So, no, like, be consistent. Yeah. Right? And I think for me personally, man, like, I don't know if it's fear as much as it is maybe I don't, I don't know if I understand whether or not I'm welcome. You know how you don't, you're, you're not welcomed. Like, it's hard to be welcome into somebody they don't know. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, like, if if you if I've never made uh if I never made the the effort to introduce myself to you if I just showed up at your house you and you open the door and it's me like you're gonna be like oh like who you know what I mean yeah, you're yeah. gonna have that standoff yep. you got it some uh, how do like I've okay so there uh, I've some people told me before like we're friends now and they're like uh like when I meet somebody I'll be like hey we should go do this oh well I don't know you how do you get to know me though yeah let's go have dinner let's start. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we have you have to make that first step yeah so of course then you're not gonna feel welcomed up there because one you've probably never even been down there or two they probably watched saw you on facebook or heard the things you had to say when stuff that actually affects them because they live down there mm-hmm. and you just blow it off nonchalant oh well that's dirty dodge for you oh well that's the flats that's home for them. Yeah. That's their neighbor. That's their friend. Like that's maybe their family member. And so of course, when you actually come down to, cause everybody has all attention there and cameras there. Oh, I want to be part of the change. They're like, no, like we heard what you said. Yeah. Uh, we don't want you to be a part of it. Cause you actually don't care. You just came down here because the camera's You're down. Or like, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, so there has to be like, there has you. So you're going to, does that mean you should never go down there? No, but now, okay. If you really want to be consistent, I want to see you down here. Even if I shut the door on your face, I still want to, I want to see, I'm going to respect you. You keep coming back and be like, okay, listen, what's it going to take for me to, for to me get rid to, of yeah, you? Yeah, to get yeah. rid of you. But now you're talking. Yeah, and they'll be like, talking. Oh, then they're, yeah, like well, that. maybe I don't want to get rid of him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I don't like what he, he has to mm-hmm. say, but Jim across the street, I know like he, he could use somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but that's what it's going to take. We got to, like I mm-hmm. said, it's an, inv- it's, it's an investment. And someone other than yourself, you have to be selfish. You have to be willing to take a no, get the door slammed in your face, or hold an event that nobody shows up to. Yeah. But you gotta like you have to start somewhere. Otherwise, we might as well just 
prepare our kids to be scared to go down there. We might as well print the next shirts for the, uh, for the next person who has to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? Might as well get another campaign. You, we might as well start that process now for our kids because that's what's going to happen. We're going to just yeah. keep repeating. Yeah, I, I hate to see uh, history repeat itself. Yeah, you know, especially in the negative, and I feel that it happens a lot uh, in a lot of different situations. And and I think that the only people that can break that are, are us. Yeah, you know, we have to take a stand to to break that, um, you know, that cycle. And like what Pleasant Valley, this is probably not going to be popular, but I'm gonna say it. So maybe a white person may not be as welcoming, but there is successful middle-class black individuals that could go down there and be welcoming because maybe they grew up down there. Here's a problem that I've watched. There's a lot of black men that have forgotten, I think, that they're black, hmm. if that makes sense. No, you I, get I the, think I understand you get, that. You get the company job or you get the, the factory job with the good pay. You get the truck. Maybe you get a a, a wife that's the other, other, not the same color as you. Sure. And you're comfortable like you don't have to sh- you you're, that struggle doesn't really affect you anymore or you or you're or you moved away from it to where you don't have to acknowledge it anymore and then you just live your life and then you grow then you still send out the occasional facebook complaint about the injustices to black people but you're not really doing anything because it's not really you've affecting m- you've moved up you, yeah you yeah. moved up but moved like up. since when did six a level a certain level of success make you less yeah black? you know what i mean I think, so yeah, what i think, I think I is like there's a lot of people that are prominent people in good positions, whether it not, may not be like politics or whatever, but just good jobs or, or yeah. secure in their life. They have so much that they could give back yeah. to the kids and the area. Like, not saying just, oh, like give them money and do all. No, like teach them how they could get in that position. I think that's uh, probably would be brilliant to, to, I think, get people. Especially it, people that, that look like them, right? That like would be, important. yeah, because that yeah. would be way easier than telling you to go down there. Yeah, yeah. All right, because now you have to, where you have to focus on getting their respect, getting all, like all. Sure. They already have the the the, the successful black man already has a foot in the, in the door. In the door. Yep. He, yeah. And that's interesting. Yeah. Personal opinion. It may not yeah. be popular, but okay. That's all right. Most good ideas aren't. Yeah. So uh, I think that's a, that's a good thing. Um. Well, man, Zach. I mean, I, I think I could do this all day, uh, but so. certainly, uh, you know, would uh, would love to maybe end this one so that we can do this again. Yeah, let's do uh, that. I'd like to kind of see where see where see where this one takes us, uh, and I think it will be well perceived. And so I, I'm excited. This probably, I haven't been real excited lately. I I, I kind of quit doing it for a while. I had got sick. Um, I gave myself a lot of excuses. Yeah. Right? We talked about excuses today. And so uh, I'm happy doing this again. I did Sarah Hill yesterday and yourself, and, and I've got a few others lined up. And so uh, really looking forward to it. And uh, I know you and Charles talk a lot. Yes. And Charles reached out to me. He's got a pretty cool idea that I think I can help out with um, photography-wise. And so I'm really looking forward to that. And, and I think that hopefully opens up a door for maybe, uh, as selfish as this may sound, for white people listening that don't understand what they can do to maybe bring uh you know light to uh, to the black community or whatever you want to say or to the the issues that are are facing the black community i thought it was really cool that chuck reached out to me and was like well you can help me make this calendar idea you mm-hmm. know, deal like and i don't want to give out too much because maybe he doesn't want that idea out there yet but uh um that's how I can help, right? Yeah. Like I didn't think about it. Like, what can I do? Um, so I think, I think if you're listening, I hope that 
Zach's words have, have sunk in. Uh, if you're in a position where you can make change, use that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's great advice that if you're Don't in HR. Don't overwhelm yourself. Yeah, yeah, do what you can. Um, I, no, none of us are going to fix this world overnight. It, it, this is going to take years, mm-hmm. if not... <laughs> Uh, maybe a hundred years from now, this world will see each other as an equal. I don't know how long it'll take. Uh, I would love to see it in my lifetime. I hope you see it in your lifetime. I hope my kid sees it. Oh, um, black don't crack. So I think I, I think I'm a, I think I'm gonna see it. Oh. I, love it. I love it, man. Uh, well, certainly, I I really respect you, man, and, and really thankful that you did this. And I know it's a little nerve wracking to no. I to feel do this, like literally like five minutes in, I was like, okay, I could do this. Yeah, this usually, yeah, yeah, the butterflies kind of go away, and and uh, you know we settle in, and it's fun, man. But I uh, got me relaxed with this fancy water. Yeah, the fancy. There water right uh uncomfortable situations or uncomfortable conversations have to happen in order to to better this world and and i've found that out a lot recently working with the diversity side of my friends sean lee and so on and even this like yeah. i don't necessarily feel uncomfortable having this conversation with you but there's definitely an uncomfortableness of you know like i'm white you're black how do i um how do i make sure i don't offend you how do i pose questions yeah. like, there's an uncomfortability about it yeah but it has to happen. All good things so, come after a test. That's yeah. my. That's my. My parents always told me like you. You. You grad like in order to go, get to college. You know what I mean. There's the final. Like yep. you have to. You have to have something challenging that comes in, and then how you respond to it is is will make or break you. I feel. Yeah. And this is a test, and I think Fort Dodge could pass it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm excited to see yeah. it happen. Well, if your family hears this, um, I want to come to Christmas. All right. Oh, like, I want to hang out big. with the 20. Well, we got ro- listen. You, like. Thanksgiving, <laughs> Thanksgiving. We have four roasters. Of t- we got four roasters of turkey. Oh okay? man. We have two roasters of the green bean casserole. I we have it. a roaster of uh, the, the the yams and marshmallows. Yeah. Like, well, you go like you go for Thanksgiving and you're you're bedridden well, for. And I think like I mean you have two kids and, and I don't if if you're married or if no. you're with your uh, with the mom no. or whatever but like I'm sure your other brothers and sisters have spouses or yeah. friends or whatever the case may be kids. Yeah. And so I'm sure that's a. It's <laughs> big. Like big I say, event. there's 54 siblings and that's not counting cousins that's and so everything crazy. like that. Like, yeah. it's like holidays are big. It, yeah, it's big. how neat, man. I, I, I hope that uh, my path crosses with, with your mom. Like, she's trying to get certainly to come has because they're trying to, they're going to be, uh, they're trying, they have their house up for sale. They're going to try to move to Idaho. And she actually right. told me to plug it. And, but oh, I'm like, nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, who's in big Iowa? House or, what? Big house for sale. Yeah, 22,000 square feet, seven tenth of an acre, seven tenth of an acre pond in the back, has a gym, a weight room, has a two bedroom apartment attached to it. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for like, uh, I don't know. I think it's like she she's wanting to try to market to like bed and breakfast type, oh, like sure. like make it like a hotel. Like cause yeah. there's like a whole bunch of space, thirteen acres. Uh, but yeah, so cool. if you're in Ohio, Bowling Green, Ohio, and you're looking for a, a, a mansion, yeah, uh, that comes from built yeah. from love, yeah, built from yeah, love, yeah, lots yeah. of love, lots of love. How cool, man! Well, I I certainly would love to hug your mom and thank her as one adopted kid to another and to an adoptee like. Uh, that's off, uh, extremely special to me, and and so I thank her for, um, for doing what she's done for all of you. Yeah. I think that's pretty awesome. That's big, yeah. Yeah. Big. Oh. Cool, man. Well, Zach, I thank you. Um, if people want to follow you, do you want to throw your Facebook or anything out? Instagram. Uh, yeah, uh, Zach Z A C Newsum N U Z U M. Um, Instagram, I'm not really on. I have right. a, I, I have an artist page. It's like yeah, uh, yeah. it's like Zodiac five one five. 
And right. so, but yeah, Zach Newsom, that's Facebook is where most everything comes from. Cool, man. Uh, and thanks to my kids. At first, I, I got a TikTok, but I won't Ooh, plug that one. I haven't done TikTok yet. Oh my word, they got me going. I, I used to it. just watch it. I yeah, just downloaded I love it them. and like I'd spend like, out, like yeah, lose track of time and they're yeah, funny. Yeah. And then on Father's Day, they got me to do my first one. So that's great. Uh, yeah. I think I'm addicted. I love it. I love it, man. Well, seriously, but yeah, Zach Newsom on Facebook. Awesome, man. Well, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna hit the stop button, and uh, people will get to hear this pretty shortly in like a couple couple weeks. So hey, sounds good. I'm excited. Thank you, kind sir.